Hello, everyone, and welcome to another uh, HMG podcast. Uh, this episode, we have myself, Daniel, and I'm here with Jacob. Hello, everybody. Uh, and uh, we we thought we'd do a bit of a, uh, I guess, a more relaxed episode this time around. Um, there's a lot going on in, or certainly coming up in the community for Bolt Action in Perth. Uh, there's been a lot of other events happening internationally that we've been watching, um, like the World Show, uh, Nationals has just finished up and things like that. And um, there's been a lot of conversation around, you know, effective unit types and things like that. And, and we thought it would be an interesting topic to actually talk about what are our favourite infantry and vehicle choices and our least favourite ones, um, the reasons behind um, those and, and why we came to those decisions. Um, Unfortunately, Tyler and Gorchin couldn't be with us, but we did get a couple of bits of info from Gorchin. Um, but we also put it out very late notice uh, to our uh, community here in Perth, and we actually got a number of responses that we'll walk through as well. So, um, yeah, quite. What, what do you think overall in terms of, a, of a, I, I guess, a topic in the timeliness? Yeah. And- uh, I mean, the, this this conversation will be very interesting to see what other people think internationally. Uh, so if this, this sparks some conversation elsewhere and, and, and more people have their input, that would be amazing. Uh, I took the key word of favourite, favourite meaning what I enjoy, not necessarily what is meta, what is strong, whatever else. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are two ways to kind of look at this. Uh, if you were to look at this video and then respond to us and let us know what your favorite is based on something that you enjoy using more so yeah. than competitive, that would be a good counter to see because typically this type of question is answered in a very competitive manner on, say, a Facebook post and whatever else on what is the best unit I can choose for my list or for my army and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I really looked at it in the word of favorite. Uh, other people may interpret that differently, and that's fine. Uh, but, yeah, maybe if we can kind of uh, have the idea in, in response to this video of, of, of maybe putting this in two different angles. One, here's what I like to use, and here's what I can fit, consider is strong. Yeah, and I think that's um, that's a very good point to pick up initially. So when we're talking typically around favorites overall, um the, the intent of our question initially is what do you enjoy playing with? What do you really like? Uh, and But yes, I do suspect that as the comments start coming in around from uh, other people um, within our community, we'll see certainly some competitive pieces come forward. Um, whether that be in the like or do not category is, uh, is probably the difference as well. So, um, you know, I, I think probably the easiest one to, to start with would, would be um, my favourite infantry. Um, and... and so my favourite infantry that I wrote down, um, and I was really torn between a couple of different choices, but the one that I settled on um, was a Soviet guard squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they are very... Um, so a regular guard squad is actually very vanilla, like they don't have any special rules. Um, they they have a modest, uh, I guess, attachment to their kit and what equipment they've got available. But the thing is, I they've been the mainstay of my Soviet army's pretty much since day one, like the, the, they're available in most of the selectors. Um, and they're a very, a very solid tool that you can sort of, you can, you can configure them a little bit, but you can get them up to 11 men, which is, it always feels like it's a good number to max out, get that reroll on the check or sorry, the order checks, um, 
and uh, they're, they're very resilient because of the national rules that the Soviets use. And so, you know, learning with something like that that turned out to be even for a basic troop type, that was a very rock solid troop type um, because you're, you're not having to pay extra points for rules that you really understand. Um, it's a great way to sort of maximize. Um, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It was. And so they, what it taught me is how to use the infantry. Um, well and not squander what I've got and, and, and sort of, you know, it's like you, your infantry can do quite a lot in the game, being an infantry-based game, and you just need to figure out how to unlock it. Uh, and so they kind of hold a, um, yeah, a bit more of that favourite spot uh, out of all the different infantry that, that are in the game. And there is quite a few now yeah. um, that, that sit in that space. But um, what, what, what about for yourself, Jacob? What, what, what did you end up before we go to that, um, run me through weapon options that um, guards can have oh, and, yeah. and veterancy yep. as well. Um, yep. So, so typically your your guards uh, are a regular unit, so don't have uh, veterancy options. They're, they're pretty much just regulars across. Mm -hmm. If you want the veterans, you go to a veteran squad. Um, but they can take up to two pounds of Faust, um, up to two light machine guns. Um, they can take, I think it's up to three, might even be more than three submachine guns. Mm -hmm. I never ran more than three because that's basically what I built the squads as. And so that, that was it. That was the number as far as I was concerned. Um, and yeah, like they're just, it's a, like 11 guys. Um, it's a fairly solid amount of shots. Um, and you could just cover a lot of board space with them. And, and that national rule that means that they don't run away as much. Um, mm. Very, very effective. Um, and so we also appreciate that our favorite units might be multi-layered and faceted between mm. army rules, weapon rules, and, and whatever else is coming to play. But, um, um, but yeah, if I, they're just... They're just solid. Like, they're, they're very good to work with. Um, so you typically take them in max health squad sites and do you arm them yes. with SMGs and LMG maybe? or Yeah, so yeah. I, I will run them as a full 11-man squad um, yep. most of the time. Um, and they would, they would, even though they're not point efficient necessarily, but I will give them the light machine gun, only yep. one normally. Um, and so and long range pins for the most part. Yeah, just yeah. some long-range pings. It helps when you get a little bit closer just to throw some extra dice. Like, I'm, I, I kind of I enjoy having fun in my games, so I'm not super worried about how accurate those dice are. I just like throwing dice. Yeah. Um, and then three submachine guns is typically what they're going with. Whilst they can have up to two Panzerfaust, I normally field zero and or one. It depends mm -hmm. what other anti-tank is there. Um, but I do find with a light machine gun, three submachine guns and a Panzerfaust... Um, and then you end up with like, I think it's six rifles um, left over in an 11 minute mm -hmm. squad. And it's kind, it's kind of like, it's actually not a horrid unit. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, 12 rifles has limitations on movement and firing and things like that, where, it, you know, your efficiencies aren't the same. It's like, you kind of don't care about that, but the guard squad mm -hmm. um, and, the, and then the, the real big thing is like, it's, it's easy to keep your special weapons alive when there's, you know, eight other guys around them that are going to get picked off first. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, um, yeah, I'll go through mine, and and mine I the C is very boring for me because it's something I've consistently taken since I've started bolt action, uh, and it and it's it's right at the top of the unit selectors in Germany, so it's not hard to find. And they have versatility is the key word here because they have access to everything. Um, <laughs> 
which is good and bad because it kind of you you don't know where to start and my decision making yeah. on where i actually select the ideal squad for germans is hard and it's changed over time um so yeah i've gone with the gone with the late war ss squad which is not all that different to other late war squads throughout germany and lots of different selectors and other things but over time uh things have expanded you can get veteran ss in inexperienced regular and veteran you can opt yes. to add them as fanatics you can kit the entire squad out with ars if you want to you have uh, you have access to all 10 slots if you need to uh up to seven smgs i think it's four Fausts, up to two uh lmgs as well uh so you have versatility is there um but yeah i mean what's what's interesting and in, on how i define how to use them properly is that they they will commonly come against squads that have special rules that uh, do have that edge if used well, Gurkhas, etc., and whatever else. Um, yep. But they are cost efficient. Uh, then, then you are paying for points for to use all that those extra options and tools. But they're not. There's no tax to have them as they are. Um, mm. So yeah, for for many years I use use them full squad, ten dudes, and then then. You, I used to just run a hit squad that would have a lot of ARs and most of them were riflemen and whatever else. Sometimes I'd, I'd swap it out and maybe I'd have a couple of squads that would have LMGs and let them fill that role. Then I moved down to maybe I just have a five-man team with an LMG and that kind of thing. But over the years, I've just, I can't go wrong. At the moment, I feel that my squad of eight dudes with a Faust or two and four ARs seems to work everywhere. It's a, yeah. it, it gives me a couple of options because in the list building, I can start looking at other vehicles for Germany that don't have a main gun that's a tank threat. If all of my infantry are threats to tanks by default, which gives me quite yeah. a large frontage to make that a problem. Um, and then, yeah, the firepower with a couple of couple of ARs in there really does help. And and then I kind I kind of see those extra four dudes for the most part as wounds for the right for the ARs, just the, the generic rifleman. Um, and they have the ability to just move and shoot anywhere on the battlefield. They're not they're not that I, I I've tried playing around with SMGs in the same role, and I just figure that. The amount of reach these things have for the point investment is worth it. Um, yeah, and I can't see using anything else. Like, I'd be happy to fill all five slots with these and a similar loadout. Um, and it's usually about as how many as I can fit in a squad. Um, I tend to not pay the points for Fanatics, though. Um, just, just not a thing that I do. Um, I do prefer. I mean, three three points a man yeah. is. Um, it is always that. Uh, I, I played game of three points a man is like actually you know what I'd pay five points because it was so effective, um, and and the way that the game plays out. And then I've had other games where I'm like, ah, oh, my opponent really knew what they were doing and they focused fire on the fanatic unit and wiped it out. And therefore, you know, I spent most of the game not getting points back for it. So, yeah, fanatic is always one of those ones where like if it was. If it was two points per model, irrespective of other things that are obviously in that uh, in that system, I'm like, oh, two points per model. 
you know, that means you're only talking a certain amount. Oh, okay, so it's, so it's like 10 points to give it to five guys. You're looking at 20 points to give it to the full 10. And, and you go, oh, 20 points to basically never run away starts looking pretty dandy, mm. um, you know, as opposed to the 60 it is, um, you know, 60? No. 30. 30. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, cannot math. Um, it's all good. And, and um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, um, you know, the rule is really good. It's like, and yeah. heaven forbid anything that gets fanatic for one point or free, like now Japanese mm-hmm. army review stuff is like, that, that's a real good bargain. Oh yeah, definitely. Really good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's my favorite and yeah. uh, it's, I feel comfortable using it in many situations. It, it's, it's versatile. That That's my key. But the thing that I'm yeah. always um, jealous of is actually free in, the free inexperienced rifle squad from from Soviets, and that's just because most of my matchups is against Soviets. Um, so you're constantly seeing them pull work constantly in, right? seeing them pull miracles. Um, and I, I actually, and so so it was the reason I'm bringing this up is because it, I was also thinking of that and other inexperienced units because I actually do like them. I have been experimenting with Ostrup and have been experimenting with a few. There's, um, you know, for a while I've been doing the medium mortars at, at inexperience. I've been even playing around with M- MMGs, LMGs at inexperience, and I, I quite like them for the points that they cost the order dice and the, you know, yeah. the, the the psychological, it's a waste of my time to actually engage this unit. Um, so, yeah, I, I was kind of 50 and 50, but, like, yeah, I mean, overall I use SS squads every game. So, um, and they're good. They're really good. They've, they've got so much options yeah. there. Uh, and, you know, uh, you, you do have the ability to go crazy with them in the sense of you can kit them out all the way, which is unique yeah. for the most part. There's a few Soviet squads that can do it with SMGs, but yes. no one can do it with ARs to begin with. No. Um, no. And ev- almost every other selector has a... Um, limitation on ARs like Falsham Jaeger they can only do like four or something like that so uh, not yeah I, I think that's that a I very recommend it, but you can <laughs> but, but I do I do think that's a very um a very interesting point as well because like so favorite units also I've as we're looking through the different answers um it's like the everyone's favorite units have started as one thing and as they've used it more it's adapted and evolved to become something different like i remember when we had a couple of guys who started germans now seeing it like the first thing they were doing is like full ar squads like that's yeah. that's unbelievably good and ironically like ar squads get to a point where you start losing a bit of return on investment because every model that then dies you're straight away losing those ar shots as well but you're getting shot at typically first so you got to wither around mm-hmm. a fight unless you're in a transport or something, right? But, um, and so it's kind of like, yeah, you actually do end up having to find a balanced medium of where you're getting um, the most effective shots without simply just losing them to being to being shot off the field. But Because um, they will be a target. If you put oh, yeah. 10 assault rifles in one unit, they will be a target. So. 100%. Uh, and, yeah, I think I've got that happy medium at the moment. I'm paying the same points as one LMG for four ARs for a squad. Yeah. I think that's more yeah. versatile as the game is right now. 100%. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We might actually touch on that a bit later as well. Um, so yes. we can go through some of the other some of the other options that people put forward. Um, I think Gorchin's um, 
Cushions uh, holidaying, well, not his holiday, he's actually out of work, but um, he gave us a very short post that was quite direct on this one. So his um, favourite unit, Marines. Marines yeah. are good. Marines have everything. And yeah, it's a similar, yeah. they definitely do. And it's it's similar to what, um, yeah, to what you were just saying with the assault rifles. They've essentially got not quite an equivalent. You can't give every single man a BAR, yeah. but you can give three guys a BAR. They, you know, the rest can take subbies or the rest can, you know, I think there's an option for them to take shotguns as well. And, and mm. then, you know, why would you, uh, you've got the option. I think of Marines actually can have a fairly high count of bodies for the squad as well. Yeah. 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 They, I think they're, um, I don't think it's quite as high as 15, but it definitely yeah. starts pushing those. Yeah, it's those over sort of, 10. <laughs> it's over 10. Yeah, I think it's around 12. It might be yeah. 13, depending yeah. on the squads. But it's a lot of dudes. And, yeah. and like when you think that the BARs don't need loaders, and so you're essentially, like you don't have to worry about losing shots at mm. the unit. Um, they're a very, um, a very, very good unit. Especially fire manoeuvre and all that as well, which affects the BAR. Uh, yep. It's really yeah, strong. That, I like it. It is very, yeah. They, it's, they're, they're great to see and they're also like frustrating to see. Uh, mm. It's just like, I know that that thing's just going to, it's going to be like a porcupine of guns, just like they're all going to go. Um, <laughs> it's, a <laughs> shame that it's, a, it's a shame that it's just the Marines that have all of the options because thematically you yeah. want to make, uh, I mean, Pacific armies are cool, but also European armies are cool. And it's like, yeah, you're taking that selector and you're, you're painting them up as, as fighting in Europe and calling it a day. Yeah. But it would be nice if we could yeah. have the, something similar for um, the normal. Yeah, it's it's a bit interesting because obviously the two different theatres fought quite differently and also hmm. the... Americans in the Pacific theater in the realm of bolt action typically thematically would fight Japanese. And so where you end up fighting a lot more infantry and they are fanatics. So you kind of want to get those. Yeah, so some of those things make a bit more sense of why they would potentially have given it out there. But, um, however, it, it's slightly superfluous for the um, point of our conversation, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, I'll, I'll read, uh, Jackson's favorite infantry unit. So Jackson's a, a, a friend of the show. Uh, he's been featured on the show at least once. Uh, we do talk about him quite a bit because he's quite a strong player for Perth. Uh, yep. Part of the Monday Nights, one of our rivals. Um, so uh, he's, <laughs> he's picked, uh, let me read from the beginning. My favorite infantry unit has to be any kind of green inexperienced um, rifle squad. So Soviet rifles, Volkstrom, Hungarian replacement um, division. Uh, they're reliable infantry. They outperform their costs. They punch above their weight and they're inexpensive. You can have two squads in a list for a very little cost and then build a list from there knowing that you have bodies for objectives. 100%. And obviously that green rule is just so cool. It is really, yeah. really good. It's, it's funny, like, because... Because I, I absolutely agree with what he's saying. And in fact, one of the units that I was considering alongside my guard squad was the Soviet Free Rifle Squad because that also, they're actually much, much more reliable than what people realise when they get started with the game. Because you know, when, when you get started, you go, oh, you know, oh they're, just, they're just free. They killed on three plus. That's horrible. But you don't necessarily actually realise, well, yes, but there is still 12 of them. And they are actually still able to fire and shoot and take part in the combat. And they're not just a bullet shield. You can use them like that. Absolutely, you can. But 
chase objectives down, yep. chase put pressure on snipers and spotters that can't really do anything about them. Like, yep. you know, use them to take on fixed weapon teams safely, inverted commas. Um, and AT grenades, mate. They, they do AT Yeah, when, <laughs> they're free. The best, I was going to say, the, the best anti-tank grenade is a free anti-tank grenade. <laughs> yeah, um, 100%. But, um, but yeah, look, I, I think he's absolutely right. You know, um, knowing that you have bodies that you're able to put onto an objective in any given circumstance and that you didn't spend a lot to get those bodies and you can put the rest of those points somewhere else, very valid, very, very valid. Um, in, and, and to be honest, it, it ties in a little bit to Braden's favourite unit that he put forward for us. Um, favourite infantry would be Italian black shirts. Uh, the reason? Well, they're really like a box of chocolates and you never know what you're going to get, uh, <laughs> which is very true because um, the black shirts, obviously, they have a similar sort of mechanic to green where they sort of bounce around a little bit depending on how they react when they get shot at. Um, and when I fought them uh, against them, for example, um, I think he had four squads worth of black shirts plus um, a Bazirieri uh, unit. I can never say those unit names, but either way, one of, more, <laughs> one of more elite ones and um, like four sets of black shirts. And the black shirts just caused havoc because I couldn't get through them and they all just decided to say, no, we're not folding. And I was like, but, but, <laughs> but, but I, I need you to fold. Like, we're, we're attacking the Reichstag. I need this army to be out of the way so my force can get through. Um, but no, I, th I think he's right. I think sometimes, you know, bolt action happens, as it's been said on uh, on some of the other um, of our favourite pod podcasts and stuff. And it's just like, it's it's one of those things where it's like you don't necessarily know if that was going to be a wonderful caramel chocolate thing or something you're allergic to and, yeah, and you have to go to hospital. Um, <laughs> you really butchered that one. Gorshin would have came up with some funny, like, Italian chocolates oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Well, he's not here. Um, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry to everyone at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Nick's choice. So, uh, yeah, Nick again, friend of the show, been with us from the very beginning. Uh, also, was a cameraman in our first few videos that we've ever. Oh shot. yeah, right. Um, and yeah, he's picked a unit that I absolutely hate, <laughs> and that's yeah. because he's used them very well. So he says. Um, he says his favorite unit is the Russian anti-tank teams. They forward deploy their two men, so they've got the um, small team, uh, yeah. and then they've got they've got Panzerfaust and SMGs. But forward deploying, de and yeah, I've ran into it where it is just a denial of board. Where yeah. do I can't advance? I got to hold back and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and they're cheap. They're strong. I like them. They're, they're, and you take three, yeah. right? Or you, you can, can take up to three. You, you take the yeah. The, the, I think the squad pick, itself, right? actually, yeah, yeah, and I think the squad itself, um, if you so chose, you can actually, uh, I think, purchase up to a four-man team, which obviously you lose small team, but then there's four guys with yeah. SMGs nearby, um, and it's it's, but it, you you would normally leave it as a two-man team, and honestly, that that forward forward deploying piece yeah. is is you know for the missions where you're allowed to forward deploy and you need to get board control for objectives. It is nasty, yeah. um, you know, even for the fact that they can pop out and just put a pin on you because they're essentially throwing um, four shots off those SMGs. Like it's Yeah, the, the it, only thing I can think that would be similar to these guys just for their role would be the suicide anti-tanks for yeah. Japan, but not There's, every um, stuff like that. No, not, not, certainly not every army has things like that. So Australians have forward patrol units um, and, and, and I think there's a couple of the minor nations that might have 
through the theatre books the ability to ally some of those irregular units that were from local militia, but they're not normally like two-man teams with an anti-tank yeah, yeah, weapon, yeah, which is what really slot or yeah or a threat. Yeah, and and that's that's what makes these guys particularly good. I, I will admit, I hadn't thought about them as hard as maybe I should have there um, because they are very cool. They are very cool. They and yeah, being on the other side of them, they it, it's a mind game of where you go because it's already mines yeah. on the field of where you advance with your vehicles, which are my favourite part of the game. They're more fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Effectiveness and fun. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like whatever. Um, and then one, one of our last responses that came through um, was from another one of our local um, Wargamers, Kane. Um, so typically, obviously, WA Discord chat. Um Favourite infantry would have to be the US Marine Squad because they are so versatile. Um, they can sit at range with three bars or be decked out with close quarter weapons to run up and punch your opponent in the face. Um, and so that's a very uh, similar, um, yeah, very similar piece of, of what was what was coming across from Gorchin. And for similar reasons, you know, they're versatile. I've got the weapons that I want. I ignore move and shoot because I'm American. And yeah, like that's... that's um, it's a very solid response. Uh, you know, yeah. it's a, and, and, and Kane, a Kane is a very strong player as well uh, and is, yeah. is well experienced at fielding US. So, um, yeah. yeah, if you've got multiple people who main US and are good at it and they're telling you to take Marines, take Marines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying it for a reason, right? They're not just yeah. saying it because, yeah. like, they've got models they want to yeah. sell you or yeah. something. Yeah, um, yeah. Or are particularly interested in Pacific. Neither of them are. Uh, they, they both yeah. prefer Europe. So, um, yeah. And, yeah, Dean's come in through the last minute. Um, really? And, uh, yeah, he's, he's got an interesting one. So he's gone for the uh, oh. Soviet <laughs> Armoured Engineer Squad. So, obviously, they got body armour. You can take SMGs as many as you want. You get the flamethrower. They disgust me and I love them dearly. That is Dean's words, <laughs> not mine, but I'm feeling it in my heart. <laughs> oh, that's so true. I, I mean... And, and that unit in particular, I think, um, certainly from like a, a flavorful point of view and like their, their, their psychological impact on the game when like you're just putting them in body armor and people are like, we're going to shoot with rifles and you're like, good luck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but we ran through this last summer with our armies of um, Soviet Union. Uh, it can get very expensive very quickly and you do yes. need typically need a transport to use them effectively because yep. Um, yep. of their movement. Um, but, yep. yeah, obviously they're, they're getting wounded on sixes for small arms, so yeah, it's, 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 just... it's worth it and completely unique, nothing like this elsewhere. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, it's pretty impressive. Uh. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, not all that bad. I mean, uh, I'm... I'm very much a huge fan of transports these days for my infantry squads as they are. So I would be yep. taking them as I would be taking transports with or without armored engineers anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's that much of a tax. I think they're a cool unit. Yeah, no, I think, and, and certainly when you're, you're turning around to go, you know, we want to see people's favorites units. It's good to see some of those other ones get up there because sometimes the, keeps them away from being people's favorite units because they're so expensive at times and it's like 
even even if that is the case, like it, it's it, it's okay. It's all hey, but you know, you take you take that logic, you throw it in with Jacksons, get a couple of in, inexperienced squads with Soviets, and they're and they're paying uh-huh. for that NG squad. And we brought this all up in the Soviet um, episode, so go listen to that. Uh, Gorshin came up with some disgusting ways of um, you know. Yeah, getting the he dice was, count he, up to here, and the points hadn't been spent yet. <laughs> yeah, was, and like he was doing it in his head, and he's like, "Why am I playing any other army?" <laughs> and it's true. There's some pretty, you know, there's some pretty nasty stuff. They're definitely um, good. And um, what, like you know, when, when you start talking about you know nasty stuff, um, we obviously did favorite infantry unit, um, um, but the counterpart to that is obviously then favorite vehicle um under the same the same lines like what's what do we think is as players that we just enjoy playing that that is that is really good so what what did, what did you end up putting down for uh, for your favorite one i'll cover mine after yeah yeah sure so i've got a collection of little vehicles behind me because i like <laughs> painting vehicles i haven't been painting infantry at all this year I've, I've been really burnt out with work and not really doing much hobby but i can knock out vehicles in no time so, for example, the, the, it's just all various dry brushing to get this kind of effect. Um, it's very similar to the uh, video that um, Gorchin did on how he yeah. paint, how he weathers his tanks. He did like a tiger in a winter scheme and all that kind of stuff. He kind of got the same dry brushing effect from me. But, yeah, um, even without uh, practice and stuff, I can still knock these out in like an hour or so, which is just insane. Um, but... Yes, yeah. this is this is my choice for the more at the moment, and the way I describe it is drilling yeah. is more fun than the verbal. <laughs> <laughs> could, you me, could you do me a massive? Could you do me a massive favor, Jacob? And just Yo. pick both of those up and just oh, yeah, throw for, them for... throw them against the wall behind you. Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a friend of the show, Lewis, he scratch built me this um, little. Um, attachment for for the for the turret so thank you very much for that because it's a a little bit tricky to get a hold of so thanks for that lewis um yeah on to on to why i like the unit i mean yeah if if i've i've had some great success with this but it's just way too expensive and and it being open top to begin with for 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 a vehicle at 240 something points um i've gone with the drilling one less gun but 100 points less um so that's that's huge (laughs) it is it is it it allows you room to go with other things essentially it gives you gives my list the ability to now take an armored car for the same cost have two vehicles across the board the like light auto cannons all over the place those ar squads with faust will take care of the the tanks that's that's what we do Um, and uh yeah i essentially just at the moment i'm kind of auto including the panzer shrek as well um, with a yeah. little Kubel, and he does his he does his thing, goes to hunt tank, and these things will just mince up infantry squads. Um, so I'm really happy yeah. with auto cannon spam moment. I like it. I think it's fun. Um, Webble's too expensive. Drilling's more fun, cheaper. Go for it. Give it a go. That is that is not the first that I have heard of that comparison. Um, and and you know it's it's not hard when you said you know 100 points difference. I was just like I can see why like the is because that 100 points easily buys you an armored car right and so you yeah can, like, yeah that 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 just gives you some of that flexibility which is great um, uh, and anecdotally if you do come against um 
US opponents and you go with drilling as your tank slot and an armored car, uh, you're never going to get shot by a plane ever again. You <laughs> just get taken down every time they come through. And that's happened with me at a few events now where um, everyone's planes gets deleted. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do think that uh, the, the Arab servers are falling very quickly out of favor for even our newer players that are coming yeah. on. Where yeah. they're, just, they're just like, but they're cool. And then yeah. they see what happens with the big oh. game and they go, they are cool, but this is not how I want to play. <laughs> um, I do feel for, um, yeah, for one of, one of the gentlemen at the events that we ran um, in Dueling Aces very recently, he essentially, um, he airstriked himself like mm. every round of and in like doubles and, and it was like out of the eight potential airstrikes he could have done it was like something stupid like five or six of them hit him and and, yeah. and i was just like oh uh, that hurts that um, but that you know we'll, we might can get be, to that that might right. be an idea for near the end actually to have a chat about that's, so um throw me in yeah. vehicles is it is it is All it right. your crazy heavy howitzer for Japan at like 150 points, or is it no? Else? It's 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 not it's not. So, um, so my favourite vehicle, I think, for a long time now, um, has been the Soviet Su-76, um, which is a self a small self-propelled uh, gun platform. So, it has typically has a um, an a light howitzer gun on it. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially a ZIS-3 cannon, so you can pay for it to become an anti-tank, medium anti-tank gun as well. So medium anti-tank with a light howitzer on a mobile plane. Um, howitzer means it can shoot smoke. Not that that's worth anything, but it can do it. Um, and its drawback typically is open-popped. Um, however, yep. it, after, a, after a certain period and within one of the books, you can pay to simply put an iron casing over the top of that and it's no longer open topped. So I've played it in both different variants um, and it's just, a, and again, it's a really fun, solid unit that I've had. Like it's not a massive big profile and mm-hmm. so you can actually get some decent cover save and, and, and to hit modifiers because you can actually hide it. Um, but it's it seems to have the perfect blend of, I can't need to hit the infantry light howitzer okay it's a 72 inch blast it doesn't matter it's a light howitzer like mm. i can move and fire it and i can fire it direct great i need to deal with that tank well i can set myself up ready for an ambush or i can you know go out there and try and dance with it because on the first part of being you know going out and trying to take a shot at it you're both almost going to be on equal odds if they're in cover and you're in cover it's it's sort of the size of your tank and the size you actually doesn't matter that much so with good positioning, I was able to get a lot of success with that very, very early. It's a great little unit. Um, it's also one of the first that I really went to town on, like weathering and, and okay. like it's got camel netting. It's got uh, it's got other bits and things that sort of opened the door a little bit to me experimenting more with my scale model skills or, or just my wargaming model skills in general. And so. It's kind of a favorite vehicle for mm. that reason as well, where it's it's not just what it does in the game and how it plays, but also it really was something that I pushed to get done. And, and I'm like, no, I'm going to paint it, make it look good and um, do something, try a few different techniques with it. And some didn't work. Like some things I look at and I go, no, I, don't, I won't do that again. Um, but there are others where I'm like, okay, bit of fine tuning. I could make this look really good on a on a bigger vehicle or, or something else with a similar effect. Or if I want to, like the medical gauze knitting stuff that I used, mm-hmm. 
I can quite happily run that over some, you know, trench works or something as, as camo netting over there. I, I would know what to do with that now. And so from a very different angle to everything we've talked about so far, it's, it, it does, I guess, similar to your painting where you're like, you can smash them out in an hour. And it's like, for me, it's the, this, this vehicle opened up the door on how I do things better and more efficiently. So it kind of holds a special spot in, in my hobby journey for that reason. Nice man, um, and yeah, seventy seventy six, very iconic. seventy six, very yep. iconic for the Soviets. So yeah, you would expect to see them on most. Like it should be represented in the game. That's that's kind yeah. of what yeah, my absolutely. Is. Um, let's have a look at what else <laughs> we have. Um, I'll start. I'll start with Jackson, uh, and yeah. he's and he's broken the rules. He's he's uh, written an armored car for tank, and then he's given us a tank option as well so he can he, can have, he can have to um so uh he's gone for the sdkfz 7 slash 2 with armored cab um as his favorite tank uh it is hard to kill it cost for its cost sub 100 points and having a heavy auto cannon it punches above its weight and can handle most almost all targets it's a nimrod but better but nimrods are bonkers good too um so yes. that that's what yeah, he's yeah, he's picked. Um, yeah, uh, haven't really played around with single heavy auto cannons all that much. Um, yeah, I mean, Germany's got that good option of having that P4 with two auto cannons, and yeah, and, and it's and it's well priced as well. So I haven't done one. I don't know what they're like, um, but yeah, I'll take Jackson's word on it for sure. Um, and then, as for actual favorite tank goes, it has to be the Hetzer. It does everything the Stug does, but cheaper, and it's easier to hide. And, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I was going to say, I'm, I I'm a fan of, of yeah. the Hetzer, and we'll get to that yeah. in a little bit. I've got a, I've got a little thing about the whole Hetzer Stug thing. But, yeah, yeah. that was some good news, um, Jackson. I think, I think it's a very good pick. Um, I, I think that uh, certainly, like, the Hetzer does everything that the Stug does, but cheaper and is easier to hide. It, yeah. It's ironically, it, like in real world scenario, that's what it was actually designed to do is to be everything the Stug was, but cheaper and easier to hide. And so, um, you know, that's kind of cool that it reflects, uh, like th that seems to hold true because of the way the light mm -hmm. site works and everything. But um, I remember the first time I versed a Hetzer and I was convinced it was an armored car. Yeah, I was like, it's just, yeah. a, it's just an armored car with a massive gun on it. It's like, that's stupid, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, man. And then, of course. I mean, I mean look at yeah. this. It's it's barely any different to a half track. And then if yeah. we get its bigger brother, old Stoogie, yeah, it's completely, yeah. completely yeah. overwhelmed like, by the, yeah. Now, I was, I was obviously, I was educated very quickly on what it really was. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. I just couldn't place it in my head because it was so stereotypically unlike everything that I'd seen before, mm -hmm. um, uh, which tells people more about what my historical research was before getting into bolt action compared to now. But that's all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think um, yeah, Gorchin's probably got. You know, if 
before I go into it, if you don't know what Gorchin's pick is uh, and, and you're in WA, um, you probably yeah, need you to go back and listen to some of our episodes <laughs> um, because it is a Sherman. He hasn't yeah. specified he hasn't specified uh, which type yeah, of Sherman so or, or like make or anything now. like that. He's just he's just written Sherman pretty, pretty good. <laughs> And, yes, uh, yeah, he's a Sherman fan. Um, he's a massive Sherman fan. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. he, well, he, uh, I, don't I did just, <laughs> I, I did just finish um, printing off three of them from my three okay. D printed Sherman yeah. fives, um, and so uh, sort of just working on uh, a few different list ideas for. Um, the Spartan tournament that is mm -hmm. lifted and, and just seeing what I can get in, in that sort of space. So three of them. that would enable me, well, <laughs> it would enable me to run a full tank platoon of five of them. Um, that is cool. Which I'm, which I'm just sort of, well, it, yes and no, because the word, yeah, it's a different topic, but, um, no, it's cool. Do I think they're pretty. <laughs> I don't think they're pretty. I think they're a tank. Well, um, well, okay. They, it is the iconic tank. If anybody Absolutely. doesn't know World War Two or name of a tank or whatever else, they you ask them to draw a tank, they draw a Sherman. Yep, and 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 especially like when you look at kids' toy play sets and things like that, typically it's a Sherman esque design. Mm -hmm. um, not always. Uh, I've seen a few other different ones as well as modern counterparts, but yeah, Sherman pretty. That's a that's a great rationale. Yep. <laughs> And yeah, uh, it, it is it is a medium tank. It's it's probably sitting at that two thirty mark. Um, yep. Heavy gun. It's got the gyros. If you take a vet, all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, it's yep. a, it's a yep. good option. Um, it is actually a solid choice. Yeah. Uh, we've got Braden with his yeah. uh, talents. I'll let so you read it because I don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think I'm going to murder it. So I apologise, but um, I think it's meant to say the. Aro Amato. Um, so that says it's written. The, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, I might have said that with more of a, a different accent as meant to, but um, an, an M13 slash 40. Um, and so his, his reason is actually, um, it's a very, it's actually a great reason, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. Once I had a tank, uh, sorry. I once had it tank a Sherman Firefly uh, on the side armor, crack it through the front armor, and then in the same game, it survived two further shots from a British 25-pounder, one of which was at point-blank range, before it destroyed the said 25-pounder. <laughs> and it also managed to kill a lot of Gurkhas. And I mean... I, I actually think this was against um, Shadowlord. I think it might have been. Um, I think it might have been. I'm trying... I don't know if it was. Um, I, I actually think so. Or maybe because he, he, he had it. Yeah, no, it wasn't dueling. It was another one. But anyway, no. um, yeah, I was. I was. It was his first event. I'm like, yeah, just be careful. Yeah. This guy's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the nicest possible. Like, have a fun game, but be aware. <laughs> um, and so, so you know what's. Yeah, that's fantastic that that's the experience he remembers is that he had his tank go absolutely crazy <laughs> and this thing is tiny um and yeah. it's covered in rivets um and it, it and it looks like it would have been probably a pre-war tank 
um, but is iconic. It's the sort of, of thing that I, Yes. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's the sort of tank that I look at pictures of, and I'm like, I wouldn't want to get in that. Like it, it looks, it looks like the death trap. Um, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if I'd feel okay, especially like I see all those rivets and stuff, and imagine things blowing up, and I'm just like, that's not safe anymore. <laughs> um, cool. And uh, where are we at? Let's go to Nick. Nick is is cool. saying. Nice and simple, chaffy, recce, solid AT, amazing pitter kit. Yep, definitely yeah. with your yep. with solid. Your cool. Solid choice. Um, um, and then Kane, so Kane's, um, yeah, he, he, he loves his big tanks, I think. So, yes, um, so his favorite gross. tank would have to be, yeah, so he's put in for the Yang yeah. Panther. Oh, what <laughs> a legend, man. And that <laughs> thing, it, it, is, it is terrifying. It is huge. It's like grab... <laughs> It's pretty much grab this P P four and grab this this Stug and kind of mash them together, and that's about the footprint of what you're getting. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> and he's been using it lately quite a bit when he is playing Axis. He's every time I see the Yag Panther. Um, yep. Okay, and here we like, go. Yeah. I don't care that in BA heavy tanks are bad. Uh, I have been converted to the heavy tank cult, and they're just fun to play. It also looks so cool visually, 100%. And your winner camo is looking sick. Kane, good work with that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's... And, and we do we do have, um, I would say, a splinter faction in Perth who are, yes, the heavy tank cult. They, they, <laughs> they're just like, they're very much... Heavy tanks are the way to win games. Um, yes. And the problem is that we let them win, and so they think it's real. Uh, <laughs> I say let them win, but they, of course, win their games properly. But um, yeah. but uh, it certainly is not helping slow them down when <laughs> when they, they actually are successful with the big tanks. Um, and keep, keeping in theme with Kane, uh, Dean, Dean's answered something very stereotypical of Dean. IS2U, um, uh, covered in guns, is named after men with the very best moustache of World War II. So, yeah, the oh, Joseph yeah. Stalin is the tank's name. Um, yeah. 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 So, uh, yes. Uh, that the IS2 the, the is, is a big piece of kit. Um, yeah. And, and it, it causes massive problems on the battlefield when it hits things. Like, it just it deletes. And um, that's the one that has the, the bigger... HE explosion, I think, or you can, or is it might be mm. minus three, but but either way, it's still packing um, a fairly big gun in it, and it's just like you don't yeah. want to, so you don't want to angle with it. If you're not familiar with Russian tanks, this is the equivalent to a King Tiger for the Soviets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Luke's come in last minute, so we're gonna go, we're gonna spin back to favorite infantry for him. Um, cool. Just have a look at. Uh, and yeah, Luke does play Germans a lot, so he's got a different opinion than mine. He's gone with the twelfth um, SS, so that's the Hitler Youth uh, Division yep. uh, fighting yep. in nineteen forty-four in Normandy. Uh, so they have um, they have wacky rules when it comes to their aggression. I think it's called Angriff. Um, mm. Yeah, can't, can't, I can't remember, remember off the top of my head, but um, it's it, it continually pushes the unit forward when I think when they fail morale checks, something like that. Oh, and then yeah. it's minus. They also are easier to shoot. They're easier to hurt and shoot. Yeah, so yeah, it's, but they get free fanatics. That's that's what they it get is. free fanatics. Yeah, yeah, and and so it's it's a bit of a trade off. It's like you yeah. you are 
you were in that space, so it's like you are you were going to be able to be hurt um, quicker and easier yeah. because of yeah. the way the rules work, and you're going to be forced to you know run in there and, and react a little bit unexpectedly. Um, and so they do have a tendency to be like they're not. Um, I wouldn't actually think necessarily that they are completely swingy because you don't have your entire army with those rules combinations. It's only some of the infantry pieces, but but yeah, they're definitely a bit odd. Um, yeah, in, in a, from a rules point of view, odd. Um, yeah, and and to correct yeah, myself, they it's their wound roll that's different, not their wound roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they go down a veterancy on the wound. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, they are definitely a wacky unit. That's for sure. Uh, and then Luke, uh, let's have a look. Favorite tanks and why? <laughs> uh, the Fluke Panther airdropping tanks are very funny. Or mouse gaming because he does take a mouse. <laughs> yeah. So we. Um, oh my god. <laughs> so that the Fluke Panther. If it's the one I recall, that's the one they tr attempted to strap some glider wings to as a, as a, um, I can't remember if it was a Panzer II, um, and they attempted to glide tanks in onto a, um, the plan was to onto a battlefield, obviously, but I don't know if they ever got that far. Um, but yes, the, the, the moles or the, or the mouse, um, the, he's, he's from sake, it's, it's like, so here's your hat, sir. Here's your mouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's not even not really even an exaggeration. Um, but he, but he has he has taken that at events, and and we have we have allowed it at events because first of all, Luke's a great guy, so it's yeah. like the it's it's like not letting him in would be really sort of poor form. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he also plays it with the attitude of like it's just funny. Like he's not yeah, yeah. he's not out there to like like create uh, or crush people's hopes and dreams or create wrong impressions about it. It's like he knows it's, it's silly. Mm. But then again, he's, he, he walked away from one of the events. He was like, I was the only person that didn't lose a tank. <laughs> Correct. Because you couldn't, you couldn't actually do it. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, but that's, that's quite – I'm not surprised that he's put those in. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's some good options. All right. Um, so uh, now we're moving into worst options, things that we don't yeah. enjoy, things that we think are a little bit silly or whatever else. Uh, and this this ranges. Um, I think I think some people have, have put in units that they find annoying to face. Um, yeah. And then, then I've gone the other route of... Uh, Maybe maybe we should have a little refresh on some of the rules that would make it a bit more fun across the board. Um, yeah, and I, I think we'll actually see like so we will probably get some element of competitiveness pieces which we'll talk to, but um, but I do think we've got a, a mixed views of of this simple question and like what what are what do people think when you say the worst unit? Um, what what is it that comes to your mind? So like my my worst unit. Like I went to, my first thought was to go to all this, like the spam units and all the, like the Dacus Stewart stuff. And I went, oh, you know, they're, I, they're not the things that I enjoy in the game. And I went, ah, oh, that's a different question though. To me, yeah. that's not what the worst unit is. And so like, I brought it down to go, well, what do I think is actually the worst unit? And I went, the worst unit would be a unit that isn't worth taking in virtually any circumstance that I can, that I can think of with the exception of maybe simply being there for another purpose maybe and there's only one unit that i could think of that fits the bill for that 
Yeah. And that is a, that's a, a mule team. Yeah. Right? You know, that's in, in the campaign book, I think, for New Guinea. Yeah. Um, but I would extend it to the horse tow teams as well. Yeah, so like um, seven-point tow, right? The, yeah, the, yeah, the seven-point tow space. Um, the mule is particularly bad because it only moves at half speed and it doesn't have any guns. And it's, 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 so it's significant. It ignores yeah. terrain, so yeah. it will just go three inches every turn. But, but yeah. irrespective, it's, it's just slow. Um, so, sure, it's a dice. Yeah, okay, fine. But... Um, the the late FAQ, um, which we're still waiting on, I think the most recent one from March, but but the latest FAQ that dropped removed the requirement to have toes to bring on heavy guns with first wave. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you essentially, for the primary purpose of these horse toes, was a cheap transport option to get to make sure that your units were never stuck in reserve or off the table and you could bring things on. And when the FAQ went, oh, we're just going to allow people to manhandle them on, I totally understand that it makes it simpler, but you completely yeah. invalidated a unit choice. Um, and so when I think about what is currently the worst unit in the game for me, uh, with, with my dual opinion on it, it's a unit that doesn't have a purpose now. So, yeah. um, and as I said, Goonscape buy and say, well, the purpose is to generate an order dice. Um, and I would say, but wouldn't you rather put like those, say, seven to ten points into an upgrade somewhere in your squad compared to an order dice? Now, yep. dicey, maybe not. You know, maybe the order dice is worth it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just like, actually, yeah, I think for me, that's that's the worst unit that I can think of. Um, Matt is a regular user of uh, mules, particularly for that seven point order dice, and he sees it as yep. the cheapest way to get an order dice, which it is. Yeah. Um, so that's its purpose, but it was not, uh, that's more of an afterthought as to its original yeah. intent. Um, yeah. so yeah, I can see where it's useless. Um, in all of this decision-making for the most part, uh, I, I basically just reserved it to Germans cause I know them best. Um, so, uh, I went through easy army and had a look at the infantry, had a glance through and like, what I typically don't take, I'm like, oh, I don't take this. So I don't take that. I'm like. Those are good units anyway. Like I didn't, and, and um, I don't take this because I use this unit that does something similar but has a ne- couple extra weapons or whatever the heck. And I'm like, that doesn't make it a bad unit. Um, That's it. So okay. yeah, uh, when I when I started getting into Bolt when um, version two came out, met you and all that kind of stuff, I went heavy into the DAC, and I went with the DAC because um, yeah, Schutzen was strong. But more so, I wanted to use the cool, cool motorcycles. And yeah. the reason I picked them is because motorcycles don't have, across the board for all nations, if taken in an infantry slot, they can't advance and fire. Yeah. But yeah. DAC, Africa Corps, motorcycles can. I think it's stupid. I think we should just say, yeah, that, that's, that's a good thing. Because bikes are really expensive. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I mean, there are many other fast, un- fast moving units within the game, and you can't mm. really kit these out. So the rule is specifically on an advance, the LMG, which is also another 20 point upgrade, can fire. Um, yes. So it's like, I don't you, see already, why you want to buy my bikes for the most part for yep. any of your for any of your nations if you're not DAC. You yeah. may as well get a transport and do some other things with it. But 
yeah, I, I, I think I think motorbike squads altogether need a little bit of rework. Just add that 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 rule in across the board for everybody. It's fair. I think it would be now it's a unit that you would consider taking, even if it's expensive. That's right. Yeah, and I, and I think the and it comes from the space of you know motorbike squadrons. It was a form of transport rather than a form of fighting. So whilst we understand that, the reality is that you've given the rule to somebody else and now they are just infinitely better for that faction and nobody else will bother taking them compared to their other options. So, yeah, I, I can see how that would be um, uh, not a popular <laughs> unit choice for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Germans just have good options all around for the most part. So I was that's like kind of looking at stuff that doesn't make sense and like it all kind of makes sense. So yeah, that's probably the worst one I can pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's have a look at what Jackson's got to say. Oh yeah. He's, he's, again, he's, he's again, gone for he's, the opposite route. So he's, he's gone he's for the, opposite, yeah. the things I don't like because they, because they're annoying to face and he's gone worth, worst interview. Infantry unit has to be the Gurkhas. Scary Blighters should uh, cost at least the same points as Fanatics, three points of men, instead of being free. Yeah, see, that's an interesting one. So, so first of all, I don't necessarily disagree at all that um, that they are a worse unit to come across, yeah. especially because of some of the combinations that have been allowed within the FAQ spaces and, and sort of stacking effects where you don't normally have stacking effects of rules in bolt action. Um, cost of three points of man instead of being free, well, free feels wrong, um, Just yeah. and we've talked about that in the British episode. Um, whether it needs to be three points of man or not, I don't know. Um, there's like there's other rules like rangers lead the way that can be also just mm. be as powerful, and that's only about one point of man. Um, one point extra, yep. Yeah. And typically, and so kind of like, typically special rules that uh, tend to be about one point of man for... Typically around one point, yeah. So, so you know, I don't know if three points a man is necessarily realistic. However, the direction to attempt to pay something for it versus nothing, um, I would probably agree is the direction. Um, and because yeah, they can be like having fought against them on a couple of occasions. I'm like, they can be really hard to deal with. They can be really hard to deal with if you if you don't. Like the first time I fought them, and I didn't really understand what they did, and I was like, great, he keeps running towards me. This is fine. And then no, it wasn't it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my only other suggestion is open up this particular rule to the other side. Don't put in every nation out there, then, then everyone's just going to take these. But yeah, allies have one option. Axis should make make some, some Japanese unit that could do it, perhaps. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And a specialized um, one that you can't just take five of. Yeah, and I think... I think that's the other thing, like, um, if people were only taking one unit of Gurkhas, it's probably like, it's still bad, but it's probably not as bad, but it's because you can take multiples that also, it compounds the issue. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, we may as well tackle his next worst unit because he's still put two in, so we may as well oh. tackle the next one as well. So uh, the DAC is still it. Um, so for those that aren't aware, there is a Stuart M3 variant that has um, five machine guns. Um, yep. and a light, light anti-tank gun, um, which can all shoot realistically um, at the same target at the same time with the exception of a coax on. So you never basically fire the light anti-tank. You're always firing off. as like 18 yeah, to 20 machine gun shots. Um, and it's, uh, 
just needs to be updated because, well, it just chokes out all the other competition. And I think it means um, chokes out all the other competition potentially for the slot, not mm -hmm. necessarily because um, you can combat a Stuart. That's not actually yeah. difficult. Yeah. Um, but I think he actually means for the slot. So, Jackson, if we got that wrong when you meant choke out the enemy competition and they just lock things down, you can also see that point. Um, but definitely, like, yeah. it's really hard to pass up a deck. Contending that slot, yeah, it's 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 a solid choice. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I'll have to I'll have to take over here. We've we've slipped into the worst tank, which is not what we're doing right now. We're doing worst no. infantry, so we'll have yeah. we'll, we'll move along with worst infantry with everyone else's faults, and then we'll go back to tank. But yeah, Dakar is a theme. The Dakar Stewart is a theme. Yeah, it comes up a few said, times. So um, yeah. Not lost the point. So, um, uh, yeah, Brayden, um, I don't know how to say Basurgalary. Maybe I said it Most right. <laughs> the, the, one of the Italian veteran units. Um. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, Brayden says that. Uh, why consistently poor performance? Currently hoping that they get, getting a few on bikes will make them effective, but yet have chance to test the theory. I'm hoping it means motorcycles there. Yeah, I. They I don't know. Have, if they, can... they would have motorbikes, I would imagine. I don't know if he like where he says bikes. That he might mean a motorbike unit. Mm. Um, I think he was saying that there's um, a way you can mount them up. I haven't looked at it in detail. Yeah. Um, if it was road bikes, I would be concerned because that's not going to make any more effective. Well, sorry, you might get a chance to deploy them in a more positional space, but then you're just getting closer to the enemy. So if you're not supporting them, they're going to get hammered, especially if he continues to run two flamers in them, oh. for example. Like, like they, they will be a target. Yeah. However... <laughs> Forgive me, Brayden. I don't know much about Italians, um, but I, I know that unit is in Western Desert. I'm trying to log into the Easy Army. It's not letting me log in. I'll check it another time. But anyway, That's um, all right. yeah. Uh, then we'll go to uh, <laughs> Nick. Short and sweet. <laughs> this is lovely. Uh, Finnish jerk flankers for their ability to put box moves. <laughs> yep. So obviously they got the uh, Finnish. The advance, advance ambush move, uh, uh, as far as I know, <laughs> unique. Yeah, um, so I'm unaware of, even with other units that have, like, behind enemy lines and stuff, it, it doesn't allow them to come on from the board edge uh, in the same way that these Finnish guys do. So it does mean that they're a little bit of a one-trick pony. So if you know you're facing them, like, you could potentially work around it. Um, but, yeah, they are... They're, they're pretty, I mean, they're expensive points-wise. Like, I think mm. they're, they're upwards of um, sort of, so I think it's upwards of 18 points a model. But even so, mm -hmm. they're, um, they're particularly, uh, yeah, they're, they're particularly nasty. They are nasty. Um, and so that's, that's, yeah, that's a worst unit from a point of view of it was pointed at me and I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like I like Kane's here because he's got a little bit of a flow and a story to it. So worst unit that I would have to go for would be the Pia. If you know, you know. <laughs> and if you don't know, let's just say every time I play it against it, it goes to shoot one of my vehicles and rolls a one no matter what, even if it requires two steer. 
<laughs> I've had this happen to me multiple times. Yes, I've had it happen to me using a Piat. Um, yes. If all else fails, it somehow manages to hit. It always rolls a one, even if it's shooting at my rear armor, which has also happened multiple times. Wait, uh, does this actually make it the best unit best if my opponent has one? No, it's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that that sort of thing it's, it's never it, its range is, is small as well uh it's 40 yeah. points on the regular for the two dudes but yeah. um you don't have many at options for british outside no, of that's right. selecting an anti-tank gun or having yep. a vehicle that's specified to do um anti-tank duties and uh i don't uh, well, it, it is interesting because with British vehicles, you do get that mixed profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the Cromwell has the, the medium anti-tank gun that does the 25-inch HE and whatever else. Um, I actually yeah. take Piat's because there's no other for the threat value, not that they've ever done anything. Yeah, I, I think there's... Um, <laughs> like, because the thing is... It, and it's a bit. Oh, I don't. I don't want to sound controversial because obviously I have no experience firing one or watching its effects go off, right? But certainly within bolt action, it has a bit of a useless reputation, um, where it's it's just not an effective anti tank weapon. Um, and I kind of get that, but at the same time, like what you were just saying, it's one of your only options. So, mm -hmm. would you rather have it and just? give yourself at least some chance yeah. of doing it versus zero. Yeah. Um, and sure, okay, it's, you know, if, if it's just, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I've had yeah. absolute horror stories where it doesn't. But the reality is, like, you don't have another option if I'm really aiming yeah. out to anti-tank yeah. weapons. So, and and I, was, I was bringing up the, the fact that I tend to, the, you know, the Cromwell has the, the mixed profile. There are anti-tank slash howitzer guns for British that also do the same. So there yeah. is some versatility there, but typically if I'm going to choose a howitzer versus an, an actual anti-tank gun, I'm going to pick a howitzer and I'm going to find another option yeah. to do some AT work. Um, yep, even if it's not good. And you compare the peer to something like an anti-tank rifle and you go, okay, I can sort of see how that works. The range is a bit short, but I've got that better penetration. And um, if you somehow manage to get it shooting down, you know, six inches onto an enemy and get plunging fire, you beauty. But um, that's, yeah, that's pretty rare. 61 points with a Jeep. So yeah, that 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 that's how you get the extra distance with it. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, for comparison's sake, a, a Shrek is eighty points, and I think a bazooka yes. is sixty, something like that. Yeah, that range. Uh, but yeah, the range is no good, and yeah, the pen's not really good. But yeah, yep. there's, and then there's other options you can take for Brits. You can take the or flamethrower, right? That's another option. There's like because a flamethrower flame is, is shorter range. Put it in a G. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, let's have Dean a has a great Dean has a great yeah. Run, run me through why these are terrible. So so Dean's um, put the Soviet airborne, uh, and that's like and we talked about this in the Soviet review where they don't actually get any of the bonuses that any of the other units in the game do, um, despite them being arguably the first uh, airborne 
either division or brigade that was pulled together um, historically. But so Question so needs stubborn, right? Well, we, we go into that in the episode and we said, you know, if they were stubborn as well as having their re-rolls, um, they become ridiculously good. Yeah, um, okay. And so it's, it's sort of, they, they, you're, you're already, you're taking veterans who are already at 10s and now you're giving them re-rolls and no negative modifiers. So your chance to actually fail those, those particular roles um, is significantly reduced. And so I kind of understand why they haven't done it. Um, that being said, it does mean they are completely misaligned with mm -hmm. every other airborne or paratrooper style entry um, in the game. So it, I get how they maybe feels bad over, over that space. Um, and then Luke's pick, picked Ostrup and he doesn't <laughs> like Shirkers at all. I love them. I think they're great. Um, yeah. Take five. I mean, the guy's talking, <laughs> I was going to say, the guy's talking about, you know, massive uh, big tanks as, as his favourite. So I'm not surprised that inexperienced yeah. little ants running around is not his thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Um, oh, and then, yeah, the, the, the secret beast has already been unleashed. Um, yeah, we've, got, we've, we've talked about our favorite vehicles, infantry, worse infantry. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about worse vehicle now. Yeah, we'll start with worse oh, vehicles. Though. Hold on. Before we go, we missed, we missed Gorchin's pick. Did we? Yeah, oh, we yeah. did. He don't like uh, MMGs. Oh. He says, see the rule book. That's his, <laughs> that's his thoughts on it. <laughs> Coming from the guy who is like, is like, I'm going to make MMGs work and went to an event where we had some, admittedly, um, some rules that, you know, you got some victory points for MMGs or whatever. Won an event using MMGs. And then when we ask him what the worst unit is, he's like, MMGs, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think, certainly from a competitive viewpoint, foot-mounted MMG teams are absolutely in that space of potentially yeah. the worst unit in the game for what you pay. So um, yeah. and even making you know, inexperienced is not really much better. So I, I completely get that. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Um, um, so, yes, worst vehicle. Dan, hit us up. What do you got? So this, this one as well, um, I did it. You know, what, what is the vehicle which... I just never would consider taking like like I can't find any reason to field it in this configuration whatsoever. And we've actually brought it up on the podcast before, and it's the American M M12 motor carriage, which starts yep. with a heavy howitzer, which is great, and it's like a, it's like 185 points around there. Um, and and you can take 85 points off mm -hmm. and get a heavy machine gun. Perfect. And it's it's just now it's actually to represent um, what they turned that gun carriage into, which was then a cargo transport with a heavy machine gun because an M thirty cargo carrier. Um, but my my <laughs> the part that I don't yeah, understand is points. You, like yeah, you you get you get eighty five points off. Okay, that's that's fine. I, I kind of get that point. It's like but what I put here is like, but you don't actually get any transport capacity for cargo yeah. or anything in it and so you're losing your heavy howitzer you can't put a tow in it you can't put sorry you can't put an artillery piece in it you can't put a fixed weapon in it you can't you actually can't carry any equipment yeah. or a unit and so it's like it's basically a tank that made itself a transport without a transport yeah and i'm like 
Yeah, this. I'm going to talk about a, the worst. <laughs> this doesn't have a place. Um, I'm sure that you know. There's a, there's a very minimal edge case where you could go, oh, I'm running like a logistics platoon and I've got an M30 with an yep. HMG. Oh, good for you. Enjoy getting your airstrike, um, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and, and my gripe is, um, well, yeah, again, reserve this just to Germans, which all of their vehicles are really good, like amazingly good. There are great options across the board. You can you can spend low and get really effective units. You can go in the mid-pack. There's some great options there. Heavy's too expensive, but it's also really cool and top tier as well. They're not going to die. Yeah. Like, yeah. so Germans have, and they've got like the most options out there. There's like, there's like yeah. 60 vehicles or whatever. But yeah, my main gripe is the vehicle that they made the most of. This little guy. <laughs> he ain't he ain't so great. Um, yeah, it's just it's just the and, and we'll get into this in depth a little bit later, but it's the costing of this thing yep. and why we can't yep. use him. And that's basically because his other brother, P4. It's just it's the same thing. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Two, 230 points for the Stu, 235 for a P4. Same yeah. weapon profile, same armor value, everything else. Yeah. Um, for five points less, you're turretless for the Stu, and you lose target yeah. fear. So um, yeah. yeah, I've seen some metrics out there with like a bolt action calculator on how a lot of these things get created. Uh, and there's there's a value for the armor, the weapon that's going on at the MGs and all that kind of stuff. And if you reverse engineer it and go back, there's a good approximation of what they've done to get most yep. vehicles for balance across the board. It's not always yep. correct, but like baseline, it's pretty close. It's it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and 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 that makes sense with other armored vehicles of that type, but not turretless and losing special rules and whatever else. Fact is that yeah, there were lots of them, uh, and the effective way to play them is to is to take the Hetzer. Yeah, and I think that's probably the um, you know it's 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 not only that it's five points less than a Panzer IV and loses those rules. It's also that a Hetzer now does the same thing but better anyway and so it's, it's sort of it's actually yeah. it's minimized out from one boundary and maximized out from another boundary but it yeah. actually doesn't sit within that yeah. boundary two other different vehicles do um yeah, yeah. I, the, the I, problem I, is I've, I've got some ways i think that you could fix this but then it starts yes. impacting the headset so yeah like if you do any kind of points reduction um, yeah, then you got to start be thinking about other things. Um, oh, yeah, there's, there's always going to be, yeah, that's the small wheel, big wheel impacts and, yeah, and things like yeah. that. But, but that's um, okay. We'll, um, yeah, I can't take it, basically, which is annoying. Yeah. So I take it as the, the, the heavy howitzer, well, the medium howitzer variant, um, the stew with an H, but that's not a stug, and stug is swag, and stew H is stug with an H, not swag. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we did have, we did have um, of the responses that we got in um, very, very quickly, we had two of our players, Gorchen and, uh, and one of the others, um, who were immediately like, Dagger Stewards, they're a problem. 
yeah. for what you get for what you pay. Can, just can, I, not... can I emphasize to you that, that this is the only part yeah. in Gorchin's post where he's written in all caps? <laughs> See the points cost. <laughs> yes, definitely. Question mark, explanation mark. Um, yeah, and, and he's, he's sort of... Um, <laughs> We've talked about this before, like yeah. uh, like the Dacus Stewart pops up on on virtually every podcast, um, not just out as well. It's it's a known, yeah, it's I a known so. piece. Um, so we might move past that into into because it's a known. We'll yeah. move past that into Braden's one, um, yeah. Which Braden he's got a really interesting, yeah. Why does Renault he like it? If he's reading his book. Yeah, yeah, I'm just about to read it. Because I'm an Italian player and it's a French design. That I can take. <laughs> so the only reason that he's saying it's the worst thing is because it's not an Italian design and it's in his list. <laughs> this yeah. is the sort of stuff where I, I really enjoy our community because they don't they don't hesitate to give us like perfect content sort of creation stuff. Um, it's like, I don't like it because it's French and I'm meant to be Italian. That is <laughs> That's just so good. <laughs> yeah, so Nick isn't a fan mm. of the Matildas, um, and he, he yeah. can't really see an, an option to actually take it within a game. I've faced them before because um, it seems to be one of the one of the few tanks Australians can take. Yeah, yeah, they um, can't take too many. Yeah, um, yeah, they're, they're not ideal. Yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I get it. Like, the they're actually like no, it's maybe not the worst, um, yeah. but it's at the same time, it's an infantry support tank that moves slow mm. when when you're wanting to start it from the point of bolt actions game when you're playing it. You're wanting something that if you've got machine guns, at least you want to be able to move more than like the six inches or whatever, so you can yep. get them on angles of fire and um, get the range there. So. Yeah, I, I can't. I get that. Um, and even if they like, yeah, I, I don't know with that one. Like, it's it's sort of a like we like Australia fought with other vehicles, not just the Matilda. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and so there, there's other options that we that we could use. But but the purpose of that one is it something that we is it there just because it was historically present mm-hmm. as opposed to being good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, a it's little bit interesting. Um, all right, Kane. Mm. Let me let me have a read. Uh, the you worst, did so good last time. Yeah, <laughs> the, the worst tank would would have to be the M twenty Scout car. Why on earth would you would you want to pay eighty points for just an HMVG? I'm never going to take it. Hey, I know I've used it, and this <laughs> is spot in my heart. That doesn't mean it's good or it should be used. So don't use it, please. <laughs> Emphasize with another don't. <laughs> What's what's great about this is like Kane writes the way that he speaks. I know. And so like you, you, you <laughs> it feels can like, like I'm having a conversation him. with him. <laughs> you can see him just going, No, please, just just don't. I know it's special, but don't. And uh, uh, Dean's not a fan of the Oswind. Um yeah, I mean it's he's he's just saying like let's let's just go for the verbal because it has four guns. Oswin's basically the same variant of this. Drilling, just, right? just, just has one light auto cannon. Yeah, it's on, it's on a yeah. P four chassis and everything else. Yeah, um, yeah take a drilling. <laughs> it's about yeah, the same that's... points as an Oswin. So yeah, 
Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's a very fair point. Like if you're going again, unless you're building for theme or whatever. Like if you go into the effort of like, I like the idea of auto cannons on a on a vehicle. It's like well, you either go all out or you go the middle range, which is actually on the half track, um, <laughs> and you get the drilling. But um, yeah, it's sort of one feels a bit. Eh. <laughs> um, and then uh, Luke, he's got his last piece that he's. Um, Put forward the worst tank and why um probably stuff like the sextant or the rear open topped anti-tank gun um, which is a little bit you know sort of wacky and cursed but kind of terrible um and so he's talking about things like yeah so the sextant was essentially wasn't much bigger than a well, it might have been a little bit more bigger than a um like a Bren carrier mm -hmm. it was a bit more, bit more than a Bren, sort of a more like an M's, a smaller cut out version of an m7 priest i think um mm. Self-propelled guns. Um, lots of different self-propelled gun types sort of fit in that box on tracks with a gun. Um, Martyrs are, are sort of in that space as well. Um, the rear open-topped anti-tank gun. So he's talking about the, um, the two-pound porties that were running around on literally strapped to the bolts to the back of trucks. I actually think those are um, those were designed for a purpose and were very good at that purpose. Um, you can't really reflect that purpose in bolt action that much. Yeah. Um, because and not to mention like and what i'll touch on this in a second like but, it, it's yeah, meant to be ambushing and run away direct that's it yeah 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 and it's and it's kind of like you know it bolt action doesn't currently work like that so it, you can't really fulfill that purpose hmm. uh, there is another british tank that's the same design as well it's completely skipped my mate my mind of what it's called but it's a massive tank and it also has the same rule where it's shooting from the reverse so you're moving forward at four and a half yeah um because you I should be recall. moving backwards that's what it's meant to do yeah yeah, yeah. um cool so uh yeah i mean we've we've gone through all our kind of unit choices some info and then obviously some of the community that we've uh, reached out to in perth so let us know what thank you, you to everyone by the way for jumping on and yeah, doing that yeah and last minute that. as well like we put this yeah. all out about half an hour before we start the show so uh that was great for everybody to give their input um oh, we've actually actually, got, we've got two more that have come in actually uh for i chucked in luke's and dean yeah we got um chris oh yeah we do have chris we've got two more. it's just oh, in between it's just in between posts Look, look at our community. Look at our community. All right, let me let me let me copy and paste Chris into our chat so we can put it all together. Oh, you've already done it for uh, me. Yeah, I've, I've done this as well. All right. So while yes. you got the next one, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll. I don't see the other one. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get right, cool, cool, sweet. Well, I'll start with Chris. So Chris, uh, a friend of the show, me and him won dueling aces together. Very rare that I've actually been on the team with Chris. He's, very, very good opponent, um, and he's the one who's kind of trained me to get better at bolt. Uh, and he's he's done well. excellent at at Soviets, and he's picked exactly what I hate: free rifle squad. <laughs> yeah. By far, my highest performing unit that I ever have. Hundred percent, Chris. Freaking hate that thing. Uh, yes, yeah, it, I've I've seen it delete tanks all over. Whether I'm against it or not, uh, it's it's a great, great unit. It's so good. Perfect pick, and. And I'm just going to go one after the other with this guy because I know I'm yeah, go for it. favorite tank. And this thing won Dueling Aces for us. It was amazing. Yeah. 
Um, the T35, completely unexpected with the points costs that we had for the force. But, um, yeah, we, we, we got luck with this thing all over. And it just happened to be terrain for the most part because yep. there was roads everywhere. This thing yep. has a huge footprint, which means it actually doesn't move all that far. Well, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's got several guns all over. It's tur- turrets galore. It's got, I think it's got three or four turrets on it and, and multiple machine guns, <laughs> like a light howitzer, a medium anti-tank gun, all this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, yep, T- watching you guys, watching you guys pilot at T thirty five during drilling aces. I was, I was expecting to come over to literally any of the tables and be like, "Oh yeah, the T thirty five died, of course, because there's this giant mammoth thing that you're putting on a small board." And didn't it survive like almost every, every game? Every game, except for the, like, there was one where it was actually his home board that he made. It was this um, this city that was circled around with this um, yep. paved roads and that kind of stuff. And he just got stupid aggressive with it because it had already killed so much stuff and it was like next to a Hellcat. So like it was bound yeah. to happen. But yes, great pick, Chris. Just keep yeah. running this tank. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Worst. And yeah, everything listed here is Soviet, which makes, makes perfect sense for, for how I interpreted favorite versus worst, what you like using. Um, worst veteran at SMG squad, too expensive, underperforming compared to other army vets. So I guess he means uh, he's he's had a lot of experience of facing me with vets. So I'm, I'm thinking I think that his thought process is Germans or, or other nations just because there's just different options that those squads can take. Um, so worst might mean the worst option for him and his yeah, place absolutely. to be. More so 100%. than like um, competitive, whatever else. Um, worst tank, you have to find one I don't like, but the KV two has <laughs> under has performed the worst thus far. And you know, yeah, I I gotta say, as a way to answer that question of like, you know, <laughs> I haven't really found the one that I don't like yet. This one didn't really perform as good as the others, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but you're still saying it performed, right? Like. Um, mm. The, the the KV two is um yeah the box on treads it's it's that that thing is quite heavy how it's so the biggest thing is you can take that during what are typically the early war years where yes if people yeah, just you can't penetrate it can't crack the ten plus mm-hmm. summer and, and that's where it really shines because you can just take hit after hit and you just don't care and then you land a heavy outer shot um where it comes to you know the the other bits and pieces i think there, there certainly are some tanks that i could point him to in the soviet list that i would go yeah i don't know if that's the best yeah but soviets are kind of they're spoiled for choice they got, they a got lot some of good, good options and and he does uh does typically not go for a tank uh he's he's favored the katusha yep. a lot and then he yeah. loves taking that um that gas um infantry truck thing yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah i've actually rarely seen him with a with a typical t34 or an su yeah. um so yeah he's 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 always trying some stuff but yeah i mean that that coming off that game with c35 i can't see why you wouldn't pick that that's just man that is <laughs> yeah it, i i was in some ways it made me happy because someone got to play with a tank that they enjoyed and actually did really well and in some ways i was just like i can't believe you weren't punished for bringing a t35 <laughs> um, uh, 
So the, the one that I thought was there was actually a duplicate. Some um, okay, sure. misread the post. Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're all good to move forward now. Um, yeah, nice. So yeah, obviously we talk about infantry tanks, good and bad, what we like, what we don't, all that kind of stuff. Let us know in the comments what you kind of think on those, either what we've chose or what you personally think or feel. Completely different mm -hmm. perspective than what we have or what the communities have. That's great. In particular, yeah. if you are even not from Perth, we'd love to hear what you think is good to give us some perspective on what other people think and feel with this game. Um, the the other thing that we kind of propose to everybody is in the dream scenario if there was like a rule that you could change, uh, and, yeah. and an idea you, that you could implement. Yeah, yeah, a rule that you could change or a an idea or a rule that you could add. And so this. We, we, we tried to say very clearly is like one, because obviously whenever you generate these sorts of lists, every person wants to put in top five changes, top three changes I'd make. Yeah. Um, and so what we might do is we we'll actually talk through everyone else's points first, and then you and yeah. I can circle back. Yeah, that makes us. sense. Um, um, I'm, I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to start with the, the funny one to begin with, and that's yeah. fortunes. <laughs> and he reads. And, and only in jest. <laughs> And, and, and he reads and, and listen to this. Dear Warlock, sort yourself out. Please. <laughs> now, of course, when we read that, we laughed hysterically. Um, <laughs> and the only thing that we would say is it's in the same post, obviously, as his other points, which is, you know, Marines are good, have everything, yeah. Sherman's are pretty, MMG, see the rule book, Stuart, see the points cost. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Take it, it all it's, together as a package, a, right? Take it all yeah, together. Yeah. It is a bit of a jest, but it is sort of a, hey, this is wonky, you can make that out. So, so we go to Jackson. Yeah, his yep. suggestion is that he'd like to see HE move back to the version of version one without templates. Without and I templates. think that that would speed up the game quite a bit because I always find that like people are disagreeing on what is and isn't under the template, all that kind of stuff. I yeah, think it's, a good efficiency it's interesting. Thing. I, yeah, I, I'm a little bit torn, right? Because so I see it in two different ways. So. If you go with, uh, there's two examples. You either go, okay, I've got a really big template on a really small unit. I'm going to max out at two hits because there's two models. Okay, great, fantastic. Whether you are, um, you know, whether you're using a big template or a small template, there's two models. I'm going to get two. You're going to potentially get forced down. That's okay. When you revert that to a D6, you can end up in a space where you go, well, I've generated six hits and there's actually no maximum like when a vehicle explodes and so these guys are just going to take six hits, like they're, so they're dead. That always sort of strikes a little wrong if you've got, if it's a big enough explosion, it kind of makes sense. But if it's a small one and then you over damage like a one inch HE and somehow manage to get three hits off two models, you're like, well, how does that work? So I get why they went to templates to try and minimize that. Um, however, I think there's a bit of a compromise that you could reach between the two positions. So go back to D6 role conversions um, and simply optimums. Like you can never have more hits than maximum number of models mm -hmm. in the unit. I can't recall if that was actually in version one or not. It might have been. I don't recall it being there. Um, but then you run into, you, you are technically, you are now in a position of where you could have a big player template. Blast marker, 
on a unit of 10 models in the open, or you only roll the one on the D6. And now you're suddenly like, well, I should be getting at least four or five models there. Why am I only getting one? Because I've got a big explosion. Um, and so that's what I'm like, it's a bit hard. Like this was done to, uh, to attempt to, you know, make this sort of work a bit better. Mm. And so you avoid one problem and it, unfortunately it represents it in another way. So what is the answer? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I think moving back to a refined version of where it's dicing off for um, hits. I mean, that's where 40K went after using blast markers forever and a day. They went to D6 rolls. And then ironically, just before that, Bolt Action had gone away from D6 rolls into templates. And so they, they sort of shifted positions a little bit. Um, I also think specifically, if you're going to use templates, you should probably go to the effort of measuring scatter. And that's actually a time-consuming piece of the game to put in because you can have it scatter and still hit models if you miss, for example. Um, and I'm not necessarily talking about a scatter die like in 40K. You could be, if you miss your hit by a percentage or like one, two result, you're two or three inches back from your target point, you know, and so you might still hit something. You've just missed your shot. Um, you might hit a completely different unit because you were aiming too low. But of course, that absolutely adds time. Um, yeah. So even though you're tracking missed shots and you might get some more bang for, bang for buck in some way, it's tracking more. So I don't mind templates. I think because you have to, it forces you to maximize the number of hits whenever you hit something. That speeds it up a little bit because you basically mm -hmm. go, oh, well, I think it could be, it's definitely six, it could be seven. There is no, it could be seven. It, if, you, if you're able to touch it, yeah, if you're able to touch it, it's seven. Um, and that's where it's kind of like, I think some people bring the, the games workshop argumentative of they're in, they're out. They bring that into the game when it's not yep. actually written there. Yep. So that, but of course, if you're dealing with a hang up of another game system, maybe it is just easier to switch away from it again and just go back to these six roles, mm -hmm. limit to number of unit. Um, of course, if you if you limit it to the number of models in a unit, you can then deliberately have a two-man unit stump in front of a heavy howitzer, get hit, and survive. So, you know, it is. I don't know if it's as clear-cut necessarily, but do I think it's a good idea to potentially go back with some refinement? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. But I don't mind templates either. Um, yeah, we'll go to Braden's pick. Uh, rule I would like to add. Adjust the smoke rule to allow direct fire accuracy and or to make the scatter a random dice direction and not the enemy's chosen direction. Yeah. I, li I like the randomness to it and not just the enemy picking what would be ideal for them. It's, um, I, I, I really struggle to understand why they went this way with smoke. Because so smoke, smoke used to be that you put it on the target spot or target unit that you want. And if it's, um, if you failed, uh, like it's scattered or whatever. And then when they, they changed it to an, an enemy would place it and that you can place it within 12 inches. Mm. It made it so like, this is just not worth taking anymore. Yeah. Um, does smoke need to be accurate? I don't think smoke should be accurate because it's, yeah. it's just, drifting in the wind and, and stuff. Um, however, you could 
relatively accurately lay down smoke screens. And so it doesn't feel mm -hmm. right that you can miss it by 12 inches in a direction you yeah. weren't even aiming. Yeah. Um, so I do think that a refined to smoke rules would be, would be good. And I think I'd like to see that. Um, and not just because all my, you know, soldiering on of smoke is not as horrible as people think. It's not great, but it's not as horrible. Um, it, I might get some justification if they change that rule. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Nick's, Nick's touched on the probably most popular point that you see anywhere yeah. where people are shouting for a V3, um, yeah. and, and that is what do we do with MGs? Um, how do we yeah. make them better? And yeah. know, the, the, the argument can go on for centuries of um, do we add more pins, do we give it more shots, do we make them cost less? Um, for a long time, I'd landed on like, let's just take the K47 method, which is like, I think it's D2. But then what do yeah, you do with Dacus Stewart's? Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? So, yep. yeah, I think it makes like, there's a lot of suggestions on how to improve machine guns from the point of view of it being an MMG or an LMG. But then the, yes. a lot of those things don't fix what they're like on a vehicle. That's so, right. And, um, and that's, and that is the classic. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's what it's turned into. Um, I, I, new suggestion I, of, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. My, 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 my opinion is, uh, take something less drastic and just reduce the points slightly. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I've come to, I actually, that's not true. I've come to a consensus on what I think would fix part of the problem. Um, because MGs in and of themselves are actually not a problem until they're put on vehicles. Um, mm -hmm. So now if we're talking about the effect of a machine gun and, and what they were used for, and that's starting to go where Nick's comment yeah. was, so it's like add, add more pins to the MG. Um, I don't actually disagree with that. I think that's something that machine guns would be, especially because pins are so critical in bolt action, you would really see the machine gun become um, uh, a more an auto take as well. So okay. a bit more of an auto take, um, you know, putting those sort of, uh, it would drastically of, change the game. Yeah. Cause all of a sudden you can, you can actually go right. Well, if I hit you, I can now lock you in on, yeah. on some pins now and some I have, damage. Now I have small arms or a non template weapon that can generate more pins. Correct. Where can I maximize on that across the board? Especially yeah, because it'll, it'll be cheap or if and it'll shoots be cheaper, right? I mean, like, you know, it's a, it's a fine yeah. line to, to figure but out. Even, but even, like, when you follow through and you go, right, if we're moving into trying to use MGs for more suppressive fire, um, where, you know, you're basically shooting into a beaten zone to try and keep them locked in while you're manoeuvring around or whatever, it's, it's like, okay, so, you know, you've got... You've got um, Soviets that ran dual machine gun squads um, to run around um, in their different fire teams and, and all those. You could go to that level. Mm -hmm. um, I do think this isn't based on anything at all, just to be absolutely clear. I do think we will see a change of some degree yeah, to machine guns in version three. It's um, too I vocal think... on this point. Across yeah, yeah, People yeah. have been talking about it from the beginning. Yeah. Um, um, they want to change, so that you yeah. would you would imagine that it would be one of the points of changing to a new version. It will significantly change the game, though. Yeah, I think um, so. And like K 
contains points, um, which is then one rule that I would add is that indirect fire HE shells, if they miss, they don't just enter the shadow realm and disappear. They actually scatter and land somewhere random around the target, like a spotting round would do in the real world. Um, and, and that sort of ties back into what we were talking about earlier. And 100% I'm with him on that. I think if you're going to go to the effort of, of just doing it with a template, especially with a template, um, and you're going to do an indirect shot, like you really should be going, well, at least know how to get somewhere near the target, right? Like, so it should be landing somewhere around there. Um, add some time, less abstraction, a bit more realism, maybe, yeah. Um, one of the things we love about bolt action, though, is it's typically simple and quick to play through. So yeah. that's always yeah. that's always a factor that needs to sit on, on those pieces. But I, I would agree. I think if you're going to keep templates in, um, potentially crack. Uh, at least in an abstract way, um, mm -hmm. a bit more of where those rounds land in case there was danger close. Um, yeah. Uh, Dean's touched on MMGs again, but this time yeah. he's added, why won't we do indirect fire with MMGs? British perfected it and laid waste to towns with nonstop lead. Make MMGs great again. Mm. A different a different way to potentially... Um, to do hitting it. on sixes, right? <laughs> yeah, hitting on sixes, long range. But but I mean, you know, you take a medium machine gun and say you're going to fire out of line sight in direct six inches. I mean, oh, okay, yeah. um, out to thirty six inches. Uh, it, I think that idea would need a bit of work to understand how you could implement it like mm. safely. Yeah, because of course, you know, you would have to. Surely you would have to say <laughs> only applicable to foot-mounted MGs and not yeah, and not now. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You know, Dak is just Dak tank suddenly just going, "Hey, we're just going to shoot over the other side yeah. of the board. We can't see no dramas." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably I probably throw that to, to sevens to be honest. Yeah, and just for sixes uh, because yeah. um, there's there's so many situations where you're shooting long range in a hard cover as it is. Correct. And Correct. then you've, you've all, all of a sudden got an option that's just as good as that doesn't really matter with terrain and whatever else. So maybe sevens yeah. or maybe another way it to is, look at it is like maybe this thing can only in, inflict a pin. Yeah. It could be an option. It's an, in, an, and that's, yeah, I think it's an interesting idea, something to maybe flesh out, but um, yeah, quite interesting. Um, uh, Luke, here we go. <laughs> There's one rule I could add to BA, what would it be? Make heavy tanks more viable. Either like two shots a turn or something, I don't know. So <laughs> two actions a turn would be cool. <laughs> I mean, but the funny thing, that, that doesn't... Uh, <laughs> look, I, get, I get what he's saying. Um, <laughs> okay, a mouse, because, maybe give that two activations. <laughs> well, it's, it's, the thing is, right, so tanks operated by their crew, so by giving them two actions, you're essentially saying that the crew can work twice as hard as an infantry squad in the field, right? And that's <laughs> yep, potentially true. potentially not true. Um, what you, one of the ways you could do it is completely overhaul the vehicle point systems. Mm -hmm. um like like completely overhaul those and, and change those up to make heavy tanks more viable yeah. from a points point of view and so that might be that you have some sort of cap in in the vehicle point builder where you go past this point 
it doesn't matter how big your armor is. It doesn't matter how big your gun is. Like you, yeah, you cap yeah. out at this many points. Yeah, because you so can you can go you can go like over seven hundred on a vehicle, right? And that yeah. there there are there are tanks around the four to five hundred mark that are just technically just as good for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe some hard cap really does make anything. sense. Yeah. Between so, um, terrible um, options. <laughs> Yeah, between terrible options. So, you know. um, the two shots a turn, um, that's an interesting one um, because because so if you took this, you could either do two separate actions a turn and therefore two shots at two different targets or you could do simply two shots a turn at the one Same target, target. can't do anything yeah. else, yeah. Yeah, um, and I don't know how I feel about that necessarily yeah. either. Me either. But of course, but if you do that for tanks, there's also justification that you would then do that for a fixed anti-tank gun. And suddenly a fixed anti-tank gun starts looking a bit more attractive because you're getting two rounds through the breach. Um, yep. Possibly. It's, it's interesting though, because do you take a heavy tank that can shoot twice or two medium tanks that are still cheaper? <laughs> well, and that's, yeah. <laughs> And, and and that sort of logic is exactly where I went straight away to go, yeah. I don't know if it's worth it. Well, you can't make them shoot three times a turn. Um, <laughs> so I don't think, I don't know if that's necessarily, um, but, but making them more viable so people are willing to play with them and that they feel like they're not just a point sink, I actually think that's a good idea. Um, yeah. You know. Um, um, and then, and then Braden's also talked about, you know, an extra pin, as a house rule for MGs, yes. and Chris has also said the same. Um, add a rule that MGs and LMGs cause more prints. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's what everybody wants. I just don't know how to do it right. And I suppose that's one of the challenges Warlord has at the moment is there is no right. Uh, there is only try. It. Like when they put Tiger Fear in, they did it on. Okay, this is a rule we think is going to work. It got a whole host of feedback from different things. They adjusted it, feedback adjusted, and then they got to a point where they're like, right, we adjusted too far, and yes, it was a problem that way, so now we're just going to settle here. The machine guns might end up in that sort of a space where yeah. we get, this is your version 3 machine gun. Oh, it turns out that was a little bit too good because they were so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now we're going to have to tune them a little bit. Oh, we made them so bad again. All right, well, we're going to take that away. Um, it might be something like that, So, it, but it's... Mm-hmm. Whatever they release, it's probably going to be six to twelve months worth of the world playing with it to yeah, really get up. Before the, they've actually the figured out how this works, yeah. Because yep. yep. um, so, you've got to remember that, like the guys, at, the guys at World of Games, like they, yes, they play lots of games and stuff, but their job isn't to necessarily play test. They actually rely on the people, you know, either designing the games to do that play testing or when it hits the market. Yeah. That's when you get your best play testing because people buy in and then tell you, I don't feel like I've got my money's worth. Um, and that's actually the best feedback, right? Um, it's always at the time after, but that's, you know, whatever. Uh, so what did you piece together? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I have two. Um, I have one that... I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm actually I, really surprised because you, you, you tend to really don't want to actually mix with the formula when you've had any of these discussions when 
because there's, yeah. there, there's other packs out there that manipulate the game quite significantly yeah. and you're, you're very much vanilla is good. There's a reason it's written this way. Correct. So and and so, so these ones I thought pretty hard about um, on, the basis is, on the basis of what do I think would improve the game outside of the known pieces? Like so machine guns are an obvious one. And one of the ways I would deal with machine guns because is, is right. So what is the real problem with machine guns? Because when you put machine guns on foot, everyone thinks they're terrible. As soon as you put them onto a vehicle, they're amazing. Mm. So the problem is actually that you put them onto a vehicle. And why is it a problem when they're on a vehicle? Well, because the entire crew of the vehicle is able to shoot every weapon every turn. Mm -hmm. And so my first adaption that I would recommend is putting a hard limit where vehicles can only fire three weapons a turn. Yeah. Hard, hard limit. You are, you are restricted to, you can have as many weapon systems as you want, but you can only fire three. Mm. And then you, then that just, Dacker Stewart's, well, guess what? You're just the same as a Panzer four E with the, the three yeah, machine guns yeah, now. Yeah. You're exactly the same. Um, a Lee Grant can still fire its full complement of weapons, providing yeah. you don't take a pintle. Um, you know, most of the other tanks you know, still fire, most of the other vehicles in the game can still fire all of their weapons without any problems at all. Sorry, and you Chris. Severely, <laughs> and you severely cap it on <laughs> the, the, Dak, the Dakar Stewart's problem. Um, you still run your Brennan Carrier Spam. No issues there. You've got two light machine guns. Go for your life. Like, that's fine. You want to go to five machine guns off one unit? No, not going to happen. Mm. Um, the other one, and this is probably the one that I think, the more that I think about it, the more that I would look to see in Bolt Action version 3, if and whenever that comes out. I don't know if it'll make it in, but I'll, I'll get to it anyway. So one of the things that uh, makes Bolt Action nice and fun is the fact that it's casual and there's an element of predictability about it. So when someone's doing an advance order, you know they're going to move, and you know they're going to shoot. Mm -hmm. And you know that it is in that very specific order. So one of the best ways to potentially change up how bolt action plays and how it interacts with your strategies and how to play is to simply say, on an advance order, you can either move and then shoot, or you can shoot and then move. Mm. Now, on the surface, that's like when you're trying to apply your current understanding of how bolt action works, that sort of doesn't gel because then you're like, yeah. well, that doesn't make sense because I would have just moved and now I'm not in a position to shoot, which is why I move out and take the, take the shot. And it's like, that's true. And, but what it does is change up. Like you can now actually set up those rear shot porty ambushes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can take the shot and then just get out of there. Mm. Um, and you can always have it as the option. So you can position yourself the normal way that we would. And if you find that you're getting outflanked, you can react by pulling away, but still getting a shot off as you disengage. And the way things work is you'll be shooting and holding your, potentially holding up your enemy a little bit and giving yourself time to back away. And suddenly the whole game plays differently. You get you get a whole different set of tactical options in that space. So I would I would have liked Recky to be this. Yes. Yep. 
and and yeah, I played I played other game systems that do that. You can choose which way you want to do the the yeah. movement and shooting and all that kind of stuff, and then that becomes a decision point in the game. I I think it's for efficiency that it's not there. I think yeah, it makes the game faster, but yeah, undoubtedly, I think it yeah. makes it way more interesting if you do have it. Yeah, I think it just, and that's what I mean. Like if if. It completely depends on what Warlord Games wants to do. If they simply want to do a um, a revision of the rules and a tidy up and a, we don't want to mess with what works, but we are not going to tidy up some of these pieces. They may not even want to recost certain things. They may not ever release second or third edition army books. They might just leave all those other pieces as they are and just work and tweak with the mechanics because they go, you know what? It's actually not broken. It's mm. broken because people are taking this and this and this and this and putting it together and saying that's how it works. So we're going to cut boundaries as to where you can do that to make it the game the way it's intended and then do what you want. We don't care after that. Go have fun. Like the point is to go have fun. But if they wanted to, in my opinion, compete more strongly with modern day Mm-hmm. war games that are coming out and some of the brilliant war games that are coming out from you know from the likes of marvel crisis protocol and some of the other interactions where they've got great looking models they've got great followings they've got some pretty full-on rules um if you want to compete into that market there isn't you actually have to complex your you have yeah, to add yeah. some complexity yeah, you to your rules keeping virtually everything the same you could change that movement order mm. and you have a different game. You like you, you, you have a very different game. Ricky interacts completely differently because mm. now I'm going to shoot at you and force you to run away before I now get to advance. So I can force you to run away with Ricky and then take the position field as opposed to waste move in and then waste my shot. Mm. So that changes the value of Ricky units. Um, and you might actually start seeing Ricky units. Ricky. Yeah. Like use, reconnaiss- yeah. use their reconnaissance ability rather than an escape reaction. Um, and their reconnaissance ability might allow you to do something else. So, you know, yeah. Speculating um, now. In, in, your, in your mind with this, does your unit take the uh, negative for advance regardless of if it's standing to fire, then moving? So that is my... That, well, that is, that is my second part. So I would say... Um, I would say if you are shooting first mm. and then you are mobilizing, that you do not suffer the minus one. Then why so doesn't the everybody do that, right? Uh, well, it comes, I suppose it comes with a... Obviously, oh, there's a movement and trying to get closer and all that kind of stuff. But... If, if I was going to remove the minus one for firing in that move and advance element, Americans aside for a second. Mm. Um, I'd also have to fiddle with the fire order. I don't want to do that. So yes, yeah. they would have to take the negative. Yeah, I think penalty. you get the penalty regardless. Yeah, yeah, because um, you're taking it from an advance order. Ergo, you're going to get the penalty. But even with that, um, oh, it's so strange. Like, yeah, it is. Is really cool. It's 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 just slightly different, and it might be slightly different enough to keep it in that sphere where someone yeah. comes across and goes. I, I want to be able to do whatever I want with my units. Well, you pretty much can. Um, yeah. It's just that certain decisions are going to be better than others. Um, and timing also becomes very critical on how you engage, um, which, 
you know, it depends if they want that sort of an evolution. If if they don't, it's all good. Yeah, or, yeah. Look, I'm I'm here either three. way, but yeah, uh, I think it would be and be really good if they've actually had a thought about this this one in particular. I think that adds more longevity with the yes. culture of gamers outside yeah. of the ones who currently play Bolt. I think that yeah. would entice people to try it. Yeah, and and especially if if you so if you put okay, so vehicle spam wagons are a problem. Great, we'll throw a limit on those, and we want to do something subtle but critical to continue the life of the game because the game will play differently. Well, we're going to change the way the advance order works, but basically it's exactly the same except now you can swap you the order zero. of the action. Yeah, 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 and then straight away you have it. You have it different game at that point mm. um and then how would you get it to interact with an ambush if the person selected to advance at any point does the ambusher get to fire back so could it fire back at the unit that's standing and shooting and then moving away you just do it exactly the same you just do it based on the model moving because that's no, actually no because, because you get to then shoot the ambusher and cause yeah, a yes, pin or kill first and then move and then trigger the ambush. It's now a negative to be ambushing. Yes, it, yes, it could be. Yeah. And that would have to be part, that would have to now be part of the new decision matrix. So ambush no longer becomes a sure thing. Mm. And so you have to use your ambushes more craftily. So for example, the fins yeah. suddenly suddenly they're shooting back on even odds rather than plus ones. Yeah. And their ambushes are not maybe as effective, which is which I don't think you'll you'll find a lot of Finnish players upset by that. You won't find many players who don't play Finns upset by that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because that, that that leveraging of a current mechanic at the moment is very, very strong. Um and so yeah, it's I'm not saying that's the perfect answer, but I am that's saying a great that idea. makes it yeah. so it makes it a different game. Um, and so, you know, and it's, and it's well within the realms of, you know, fire and maneuver, Yeah. you know, it's suppress and then you pivot. And so, yeah, is, I don't know, it's something I've been mulling over for a while thinking, I, I reckon there's a use case where it could be made to work. Yeah. Um, and it's just plotting out if we did do that, like with ambush, like with recce, where are all those interactions that pick it up? But think about this: um, like one of the one of the things that you could do. Um, I'm trying to think is uh, you have a unit around the side of a building, and normally we would have to move those out to take shots at anything that goes on. Yeah. That that interaction is is not changed. You still have to do the move out, and you still have to do the shooting afterwards. Um, the difference would be now that you potentially could, instead, if you were caught on the side of the building, instead of just running away and maybe getting a couple of shots, you can do a shot to disengage and run around the side of the building. Um, and and that's where I think, you know, it, it's yeah. I think there's some some opportunity there that. Mm. That could be that, but um, really good answer, Dan. I'm, I'm impressed. This is 
Yeah. Good idea. I mean, yeah, it's in lots of other game systems and stuff, but yeah, it does actually quite change the formula of Bolt for it. To and, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good. Well, mine sounds terrible in comparison, but we'll go with it because I did it, <laughs> and it, and it is a bugbear of mine anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't touch the MMG thing because I didn't know how to do it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, a, a, another thing to consider, however you find a way to do it, would be great. Uh, and I've, I've picked a mild suggestion on how to fix it, but uh, I've also had a lot of crazy other ideas in my head to, to, as other ways. So, basically, um, tank destroyers in total in bolt action just seem like a wasted opportunity thematically. Um, yeah. yeah, so we, we, we brought up Mr. Stug, five points less, and he has to advance to engage any target that he can't see in his front arc. So uh, I, I just think the costing of the points doesn't make sense to take him and yep. a lot of other tank destroyers as well. Um, yep. So how do we fix them? And I'm, I'm in the camp of I think mild points reductions is the way to fix problems people have um, yep. rather than implementing extra rules. So I think I think the solution for MMGs and LMGs in my head that makes sense is they're just got to be slightly less points and keep everything else the same. Uh, I, I, I think it's a points efficiency thing more than anything else and we don't need to implement anything else because then that has impact on choices. Now we have a unit that can, that can do multiple pins that couldn't, so now it's an auto-include for everything and whatever else. So... Um, yep. with, with how it fits in the game, I think MMGs, you reduce the points. I think with tank destroyers, you also reduce the points. Uh, but to what level, I don't know. I think five points is in that realm of it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Somewhere within that 10 to 20 points makes sense to me. Um, but then you've got to start taking some considerations mm -hmm. for the light of costed vehicles in that category as well. Hetz is 210. Oh then it becomes 190 if you do that. And then that's now becoming in the realms of auto-include, almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't actually know what to do. Uh, and then I, I thought of some wild ideas, and, and probably <laughs> the way to fix them is actually to do exactly what you've said, which is um, which is this, this idea of being able to shoot and then move in advance. Um, in my mind, before you brought that up, my idea was maybe tank destroyers have a special rule that they ignore the penalty for long range. Because oh, yeah, yeah. that, that kind of, from an ambush fire, actually, not, not for an advance or anything else, because that would fit within the flavor of what they were, which would be these ambushing units and things that, you know, it's it's not a plus one to hit. It's just an it's just from ambush, remove the long range penalty. It's like it's halfway there, but not going too far. Where where all of a sudden now you just take tank destroyers all the time. Yes, yeah. an idea. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing I was thinking about uh, that might be interesting to implement, but I haven't written it here, is that um, we have a regular movement speed for vehicles, for tanks, which is a nine. There's a slow, yep. but there's not a fast. 
And a fuss yeah. would be pretty cool for, and basically my idea would just be replicate the wheeled option, which is 12 inches of movement. That would be cool yes. for a vehicle like a Hellcat. Yep. Might be an yep. idea for a special rule rather than a category of tank or whatever else. And you, I would say you pay points for it. Um, yeah, those are my kind yeah. of ideas of things that I might change. But yeah, they're, they're not as well thought out as you. This Yours actually changes the mechanic of the game. Um, and yeah, I've been, I've been on that wavelength for a long time where you say vanilla is good and I agree. Mm. Uh, so I don't I don't necessarily want to dramatically change the game. I don't know what the right thing is for the future of this. Um, yeah. Uh, I, for a long time I've been I've, I've thought like you and said this is really good as it is. We don't actually need to change anything. Yeah. But does that keep it relevant? Yeah. Keep it relevant and for me. I'm not going to stop playing. But um, yeah. But I don't but want it to disappear. That's right, and 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 that's where I started going with my second with that point on on potentially changing the mechanic. I was I was using that question to go. It's it's all great for them to do, you know, the, the the fixes that we want and and the amendments that we want to to align whatever. And aligning it may find other things, and they could amend that and do that. But will that ultimately lead to rule stagnation because the game itself now? you know, um, think that the game itself will never change too much. It should be noted that historical systems don't normally change editions. They only ever, like traditionally, there's a few exceptions to updating their rules after significant amounts of times or needing to fix drastic errors. Um, but most of the time they run Arafas and FAQs just to maintain yeah. the rule set as it is. And they go, you take it or leave it. It is what it is. Move have on. some extra campaign books for another theater and, and that kind of stuff. Yep. That seems to be the yep. typical route for a historical game. Yep. Um, and so if they want to, and, and the benefit of that, obviously, is it's a lower maintenance curve to, to keep it going in that space. Um, and if they want, if that's where, you know, Warlord decides with whatever product research they're doing that, you know what, for where we are, for what we need, all options doing fine. It's getting good. Like it's overall, it is still actually a phenomenal system mm. um, and, a, and a great way to play some casual games. And it, it can be with a little bit of tweaking. It actually can be done at a competitive level. Like, do we risk ruining that by introducing something like what I've suggested, which which might drastically upset the apple cart? Um, it's something to be, you know needs to be play testing before you roll it out as part of a rule book as opposed to something like d2 pins on machine guns that's something which you could on foot based machine guns that's something you could potentially implement through an faq errata now yeah, and just simply yeah. say machine gun foot teams now generate d2 pins instead of one um you know or whatever option is, is chosen in that space um just the same as in the for the vehicles you could simply include an errata statement to go as three, of three fire now, systems. yeah, three fire systems. That's all you're getting, um, and suddenly, you know, Dacus Stewart's aren't a, aren't a thing anymore. Um, now, whether any of those things are the right things, we obviously don't know. But, but I, I am sort of in the same boat with you. I, I like vanilla, and I don't particularly want to introduce more stuff, which may simply find a way to break what I already love. Mm. Um, but I am. 
there is a part of me that goes, if you keep it too simple forever, the reality is that you may never get the people looking for the slightly more complex, which they don't have to be your target audience, but they're also not that far away if you did want to get them. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, so just a big thank you to everybody that contributed at the last minute for um, getting us some answers. I can see on the Discord that Nick McDonald's been trying to write a reply on the bold action thread, so he may have some answers, but I don't think we're going to get them today. Uh, appreciate your, your help, guys. So it was Luke, Dean, Braden, Chris. Uh, we had Nick. Uh, we had Kane. And I think that's everybody who contributed obviously Gorchin as well Gorchin as well yeah um uh yeah but yeah do 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 let us know best unit so sorry favorite favorite infantry favorite yes. tank worst infantry worst tank and yes. if there was something that you could change within bolt action that you think that everybody would magically just agree on and just accept and this is how it's going to be uh, do mm. let us know what you think it could be. Obviously, machine guns is a is a huge topic for everybody. Um, but yeah, if there's there's any kind of suggestions in or outside the box, something from another game system that you really like, uh, mechanic, or or if you just think it's just points tweaking or, or whatever else, uh, do let us know. Um, and uh, yeah, we we love to do a follow up on this. Uh, and if you like this kind of stuff. Uh, do let us know again because it is different from our regular regular recordings. Um, so we want to know if it's worth the time to do it. It's fun for us, but if you enjoy it, then, then let us know and we can do more stuff like this. Uh, you can catch us Western Tabletop on YouTube. Uh, you can also find us all over on all the podcast apps under HMG Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, all of that. Um, and, yeah, if you're in Perth, um, Come say hello to us if you see us at an event. If we don't know who you are, uh, we're very friendly, accommodating, and we'd love to play more Bolt and meet more people who do play Bolt. So uh, it's your time tonight, Dan. I think that, yeah, thank you very much. I think that'll be it, and we'll catch up again soon. Sounds like a plan. Thanks very much, everyone. Uh, welcome back, guys. We're just going to add this right in at the end. Um, one of our viewers has added in his comments just as we ended the, the show. Uh, so we're going to thank Nick McDonald for contributing to this special episode as well. I'm going to read through um, his choices. So for his favorite infantry, he's gone ahead and picked the regular U.S. Engineer Squad. Can be tailored to fit any list. Uh, multiples can be ta taken and fits into a Dodge Dodge truck. Um, yep. It is a good option uh, for a long time. It's there weren't. Usually it's veteran pioneers and that kind of thing. So regular is cool. It, it's now filtered into a lot of armies these days. You can get um, regular engineers and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, good pick, Nick. Um, we'll skim through uh, to get this done nice and quick because it is late. But um, the worst, why don't you read the worst one for me? Oh, sorry, I was laughing. The worst infantry. And then we have... Um, uh, Indian Gurkha Maori paratroopers. <laughs> yeah, um, that's obviously a bit of a meme. Um, I know there's no such thing, but it tends to be the hard stick by which everything is measured. And in that aspect, he's absolutely yeah. right. Um, yeah. It's sort of like the it's the the horror combination of things yeah. um, that go together. 
uh, and making them stubborn as paratroopers, I think as well. It's just, it's just, it's like, come on. <laughs> uh, so he's picking, he's picked his favorite as the M5 Stuart um, for his tank. Uh, yep, so that's cool. And then worst tank, any mythical tank that never really saw actual <laughs> combat but has poorly written rules that makes them way overpowered. Huh. Um, yeah, that that feels like a essentially the prototype tank esque yes. things yep. Yep. that yep. So never really were involved, but Kubel shouldn't shouldn't exist. There's Kubel three rules. of them. Yeah. <laughs> We um, don't know if they saw a combat. No, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, uh, some of his gripes about about rules. He's written a few, but it's just all kind of yep. rushed. Um, he's not. He's not a fan of how prep bombardment works, how multi launchers mm -hmm. work, and he's not a fan of um, the the free unit spam stuff like um, free. Free Audi Observer, free free Soviet Infantry Squad, all that kind of yeah. stuff. When when you put it in comparison yeah, to to um, national rules for for other nations, I can see where yeah. it's a gripe, but um, it needs to be taken as an overall approach of that nation as well. But yeah, it's yeah. It, do, it does feel a little bit crappy when you know when there's a points cost involved of a free unit. Yes, yeah, and I, th I think there's a um, difference in the list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some good points. Um, I think, yeah, the way that a prep bombardment works, I would agree with that. I think there's potentially a simpler way to demonstrate a similar effect. Um, and, and that could be anything from you simply roll, uh, like roll to see if it comes in, and then if it comes in, every unit gets a pin, like just a single pin. And yeah. It's like, because I find that, if you have, and I've played games where you can have a really good set of rolls on a critical area of the battlefield with all those units take like three pins, and that just is debilitating for your opponent. Like they spend the mm. first turn rallying, you've spent the first turn positioning, and now you just keep them in that section of the board. Um, but yeah, um, multiple launches, take them or leave them. If, imagine if multiple launches went back to the D6 roles instead of the templates, I think they would be significantly less effective. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that would also potentially fix that problem. Um, and spamming your free units is absolutely a fair comment. Yep. 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 So uh, yeah. cheers for the last minute um, feedback there, Nick. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we can go back to our exit. Have a great night. See you later, everyone.